Warning! This show is for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Parental discretion is advised. Three, four! You're listening to The Emperor and the Emperor's Court on World of Warcraft Radio. Ooh, babe, is that your epic man or are you just happy to see me? All this energy calling me Back where it comes from And boys and girls, children of all ages, this is the Emperor coming to you live from Cleveland, Ohio tonight in my nice plush studios here. And ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to a special live event, uh, the Emperor's Course, something I normally do on podcast, a little different format tonight. So we're coming to you live here uh, this evening on World of Warcraft Radio, WCRadio.com. It's 9 o'clock here on the East Coast. We're going for at least an hour, perhaps more. We'll go until we're bored. It's, it's a special show tonight, not just because we are live. And broadcasting to you, folks, if you want to join us, I'm sorry, i got to get this in the way here. If you'd like to join us live, you can do so at irc.mmoirc.com. We are in channel WoW Radio. You can send comments to me on AOL's Instant Messenger at EMP1G. And as always, you can send me an email to emperor at wsurradio.com. Now, it is a special event, ladies and gentlemen, tonight. It's not just because we're live, which, as you know, I prefer to do, but also we have a special guest in studio this evening, it's not Baron Von Gosu, and it's not Mystic Men, but somebody that uh, has been my, my cohort and partner in crime in a great many things over these years of gaming and real life. Anyways, he's back in Cleveland for me, a little soldier in Orlando, so I'm glad to have him back. Highlander, welcome back to Cleveland. Welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm glad to see you back here on the North Coast, although it's not the nice weather with beach bunnies everywhere that I'm sure you're used to. Well, you can't have everything in life, but uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. It's going to be a little different. Uh, when you left, we were actually talking about doing real radio, an actual radio show uh, on a couple of the different networks on AM here in Cleveland, mainly around sports, so... Now you're being subjected to internet radio and all the rat forum rats that come with it and the IRC people, and he already got to see what we do with the Punisher music. Now, unfortunately, people complain about the music a lot because they think somehow by bitching about it, if I get to play worse, more Punisher music, it'll be funny. So you got to see that. Well, what are you going to do? I mean, frankly, they're probably all 14-year-old kids anyway. They Most probably didn't know are. half of those bands in the first place. So. Well, that's the one of the things I play, like Dean Martin or Sammy Davis, like, who are these people? <laughs> okay, well, they were you know, popular before I was even alive, but no culture, none of them. Anyways, we have a couple of topics uh, tonight I'm going to bring you in on, especially a, a very nice review. Uh, Batman Arkham's Asylum just came out. Indeed it did. And you have played it all the way through. I've beaten the game. It's a fantastic game. It's insane that you've beat it that fast. I beat it in a day and a half. A day and a that's hardcore. I mean, the whole did you play the whole thing through? Well, take I, breaks. Or? The story was a day and a half uh, with a break in between to get a hundred percent. That took about four days, I'd say. Okay, because you you know you're allowed to sleep and eat. You could, I mean, you don't have to do all in one sitting. No, no, no way. Not when a game's this good. You do it all in one sitting. All right. Anyway, so we have Arkham's Asylum from Batman. I want to get to this evening. Um, also, kind of roll that into Disney has just acquired or is in the process of acquiring. Marvel Comics. 
I'm surprised by that. I, that kind of came out of left field for me. Nobody saw this coming, at least from what I've understood. No, nobody saw it coming at all. But uh, what Bob Iger was saying, Bob Iger being the, the Walt Disney of Walt Disney Entertainment now, uh, he was saying that basically Disney's got the girl section of the cosmos all wrapped up with princesses and pink and all that kind of crazy stuff. But they didn't have a lot of boy-centric kind of stuff. I mean, they had they had Pirates of the Caribbean, but that's pretty much yeah, about it. Yeah, but it's it. more of an adult thing anyways. Right, so right. So with... With them branching off into Marvel Entertainment, they can now try to wrap up the boy sector as well and grab all the kitties in once at the same time. So that's the topic we'll be getting to tonight. Uh, in addition to that, I got a lot of feedback, and we're going to tackle this one first. I'm a little surprised. Um, I don't usually get a whole lot of negative email about a topic I discuss. Usually it's, it's pretty much I agree or I disagree and I respect it, but some very, very vehement, very violent uh, feedback I've gotten to my... Uh, a little review I did on Napoleon Total War last week on The Last Emperor's Court. It's an up-and-coming game. A lot of people took uh, exception to my points, so we'll start off tonight with that one. But one final topic we will get to. A story time with Emperor. We're going to actually talk about a couple of the old, uh, a couple of the stories from the old days. I know people are really geeked about the whole story time with Emperor, so we'll bring that back this evening. All right. And we'll start off with this one, and, and feel free to jump in here uh, with your aspect or with your uh, view on things. Anytime. Last week, I went over uh, the beginning of a sh- uh, the beginning of a, a new game that's just been announced: Napoleon Total War. You've played the Total War series. I've played a few of them. Um, I've not played Empire Total War, but I'm familiar with the series and how it works. All right, now. so you, well, and most of them are pretty much the exact same with a few minor differences. Sure, sure. In Empire, obviously, it's you're not using uh, armor and swords and all that. You're using guns and bayonets. Some Makes mechanics sense. are Makes somewhat sense. different. Right. And I'd said that I'm really looking forward to Napoleon Total War coming out because it's a favorite time of mine in history, something I studied a great deal when I was in college. I'd be shocked if you weren't excited for it. You, you, I think you own every single Napoleon game that there is. Pretty much all of there's out there. Right. Uh, Talonsoft's Napoleon series, Fields of Glory, uh, friggin', what the hell is the one they put out? Waterloo, which is an abortion of a game. Rise of Empires. Was it Rise of Empires? Imperial Glory. That was the other one. Right. Yeah, I've got them all. I mean, that's that's why you're Emperor. Right. Well, that's... <laughs> In case yeah, anyone ever figured yeah. it out. Actually, majority still think it's a Star Wars connection. Really? Oh, no, it's not Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. It's the whole Emperor Imperial Guard. Oh, you're, you're a Star Wars. Play the Imperial March. And I just spit on those people and I look down upon them. Kind of like Walterian. He's an ass bag, but he's here. Who the hell let him back through the door? Oh, you don't have the guts to ban anybody? Yeah, I banned him. Who is the special guest? That's me. Okay, Grim. If, okay, if you're just joining us, uh, why? You're 11 minutes late. Damn it, Grim. Highlander is joining us. Highlander of Clan Imperial Guard is back in Cleveland. Hello, hello. He is an old hand at this. He's one of the really um, old. Yeah. F- Good lord, that was like pre like CDI old. Shit. Yeah, yeah CDI. I, there are probably pre, about a pre, handful pre of pre IG. Yeah. Before we founded the clan, and we just actually had our 13th anniversary. Back in the day, uh, yeah, Fiscal's like Highlander, I think. If then, uh, then shoot me. No, you're right, Fiscal. Anyways, yeah, he's uh, he predates our forming of the clan, predates the internets. And uh, him and Val Shear, some of the guys are still around from when we founded this damn thing all those years ago. So, man, oh man. Quake 1. Quake 1. That was the game. Man. Warcraft 2. War- Warcraft 2, Quake 1, G- GL Quake. I remember a little bit of GL, GL Quake. Quake. Really? Uh, yeah, you hate it. It looked better, but yeah, everything kind of looked kind of strange. Well, it was the the flashes and the rockets threw me off because it would catch my eye and it, it would distract me with what I was doing. I, oh, I hated, I hated <laughs> that mod. But uh, uh, you weren't here on Saturday. Um, I actually did a couple, I covered a couple stories from our uh, Warcraft Two tournaments 
up at the old uh, hobby shop we used to play at. Good lord. We used Warcraft to scamp. <laughs> yeah. Warcraft 2. My god. See, I still prefer that to a lot of the RTSs out today. Really? Yes. I, now, I still prefer StarCraft to a lot of them, but WarCraft 2, I think, is You know, is StarCraft... And StarCraft's Star- still very playable. Oh, it's that. absolutely very playable. It's actually very popular with uh, with my listener base here. The thing with it is, I never got into it as much. I mean, really? I liked it, and I played it a great deal. I was never competitive with it like I was with WarCraft 2, and especially WarCraft 3. And I, I don't know... Is it the swords, or you just I, not into the space thing, or what? No, I love Warhammer Dawn of War. Right, right. I played the hell out of that game. Uh, Desperado and Mechawk and I played the... I mean, we beat everybody in that game. I, I don't know. I mean, Rome Total War we played, we went undefeated. Like, 73 actual official clan wars, no defeats. Wow. I mean, we went three years without actually getting... uh up with Xavier Hawk. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, the, the three or four of us, we just steamrolled everybody. You know, Dawn of War, same thing. We steamrolled everybody. Warcraft 3... Much more competitive base. StarCraft, I think part of the problem was that at the time StarCraft was in its heyday, I was still playing it at the hobby shop. We didn't have the personal internet we do now. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, that and when it, was, when it came out, we were in college. So. Right, right. Plus, I think at that point, oh, you were, you were trans- transitioning into uh, Ultima Online, I think you were. That too was out there. And we, yeah. And I, I loved the hell out of Ultima Online. And I still still tell stories to this day of that game. Couple of them actually, we should oh, we should probably do it tonight just for hell of it. We had some real fun with that game too. You weren't as big into it as I was. No, but. I never was, never was. Still, I'm not. I'm not really into all the the memorphs. I I try to play them. You I mean, played War, World of Warcraft. I've, I've I mean, I've played them, but not to the extent that some people play them, where it takes over their entire life and you know you're playing it for 20 hours a day and then sleeping and then. Cutting class, you can go play it again, and all that kind of crazy stuff. Now, you I do just... realize we've completely gotten away from our topic, but that's okay. Let's roll with it because I, right. I like where this is going. Tell me, why is it that you didn't that you don't like the MMORPG genre? I don't know if it's that I don't like it. I'm just afraid to like it because I'm afraid that if I will like it, then I'll just jump headfirst into it, and then I'll never come back up for air. I mean, I think I think that's really it. I think I'm afraid to like it because I'm afraid if I start playing it. You become one of those I'll, 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 I'll be one of those people, you know, you know, quotation marks, those people that just plays it all the, the time. The power gamers, the Uber yes. raiders, the because because for me with my personality, if I want to do something that I want to do, it, I want to be the best at it. Period. So I I want to be all the way up to level one thousand seven hundred forty two and have the plus a million swords and all that kind of crazy stuff. So for me, it would just be trying to just play it consistently and forgetting everything else. And I always seem to have a single sort of one-track mind, and then everything else kind of falls by the wayside. We have a couple a couple gamers. In fact, I, I know some people personally are just like that. In fact, Viscule and IRC says he completely understands. He's been through that, actually. I know of a couple people that are like that, where, and I'm this, I used to be the same way, and to some degree, yeah, the competitive nature is, we've got to be the best, goddammit, kill everybody, slaughter everybody, we've got to be the first one to knock down the boss. Sure. The first one, in fact, Ariana, who's sitting in IRC tonight, She's a part of one of these uh, big world-first guilds that kills everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, the new patch comes out, they've got it cleared in six hours. So some right. ridiculous thing like that. Um, well, I mean, for me, like, even when I was playing World of Warcraft, when I dabbled into it, there were times that I'd, I'd stay up all night playing it, just because it, it, just, it doesn't stop. You just, you know, you, you get to the mission, and then you do that, and then there's five other missions that pop up, so you... 
So they're going around killing 10 of these and 20 of those, and then you get to the next level, and you're like, oh, I'm almost at the next level. i got to kill five more of these. And then you kill the five more, and then seven more missions pop up. You're like, oh, i got time to kill 10 people over here. No problem. I had the same, I had the same problem. It was before I got the job I had now when I can actually, you know, if I had a day off during the week, I could play all night, and we right. did that. Right. In fact, uh, before I, I kicked our entire WoW division to the curb, you know, we were 116 people strong, and we were clearing all of the the raid content and dungeons on a pretty regular basis. Uh, Black Media had taken over the division when I stopped playing the game, and, and he kept it going for about another year and was very successful, keep everybody going, and they really progressed. My thing was, and let me ask you this, because this was a, a relevant topic we talked about on Saturday. When you did the quests, yeah, did you actually read the story behind it? Do you actually read, you know... Thou shall go forth and kill ten boars because you know what? we need I, their skin. Ironically enough, ocean. no. I'm usually one of those people that tries to get into it and read the story yeah, you're a and all that. Yes, yeah, I but no. Usually, it was just like you get through and like, okay, I got to kill ten spiders. Okay, well the spiders are over here, so I'll wander over here, kill the ten spiders, and now I come back and then I'll get my experience and they'll say, now I need the crazy boots of rigmarole. So I'd go find the boots and then that would lead to five other missions and so I'd. Just hack slash hack slash. See, I was the same way, and I, and I was a big lore hound too. As far as Warcraft two into transitioning to Warcraft three, um, I really followed the storyline. When World of Warcraft dropped, and we had played the beta prior, I was more. It was the same way. I was more interested. Where do I have to go? What do I have to kill? What do I have to find? Right. And then bring it back and. Get now some- I like the storyline. Like I've gone on the internet and looked up the story of you know Arthras and how he became the Lich King. All right, so you're ahead the of Lich me. King, then, all I that didn't kind even of bother. Cre- oh, you haven't bothered all this? See, I've, I know no, all that I, kind of I, crazy stuff. No, I didn't stuff. care enough. I really but didn't. As far as actually when you're sitting down and playing the game, no, I'm just more interested in killing eight of these creatures and killing twelve of those creatures. I know? mean, when Blizzard doesn't give a damn about their own their own specs, the storyline to their game, and starts screwing around with it, like adding space traveling half goat people. The drainy or draini, how we pronounce it. <laughs> right. I don't care. I mean, if you don't care about your story, why the hell should I? No, I've actually read the book that they wrote, or that they commissioned someone to write about the the Draenei, about what happened really? with them. Yes, I actually did. Uh, okay. I, I had a friend. I had the, the friend that got me into World of Warcraft, at least tried to anyway. Had like all the books. All right, hang on, I'm going to grab my respect meter and mark it down a notch. Go ahead. Okay. So anyway, I had to read all these books and stuff, and he had one where it was like four volumes in one, and the one was like a really old story. It was about Warcraft 1, about... Um, really? The about start of the orcs and humans? The start of the war? Yeah, about how the orcs turned into the Burning Horde, and I can't think of the name of the... Who, who's the name of the wizard? It begins with an M. It's got a weird... Oh, Medivh. Medivh, yeah, yes. all about, about this apprentice who went to Medivh's tower to learn magic, and then he figured out that Medivh was actually evil because he was... Possessed by right. the demon and blah 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 blah. We gotta be careful, or we're gonna sound like the butt wait. There's lore. There's <laughs> a, see, you're not aware of this, but I have a we have a feud going on between my show and the show host of a of the Saturday afternoon uh, airing that is butt wait. There's lore. It's what's called, mm-hmm. and they discuss only lore and storyline that involves really? the game. Yes, I'm sure all five people listen to that show. Uh, there's less awesome. than five. And they're the most boring. Two to ever listen to. They're, they lack Yes, talent. he was the last guardian, yes. Yes, thank you, Arakos, the last guardian. And that and a nickel won't get you shit. No. Yeah. That and five bucks won't get you a coffee at Starbucks. At, at any rate, I had actually read a couple of stories because when I had pre-ordered The Burning Crusade, they gave me a book. Mm-hmm. That might have been it, The Last Guardian. They actually gave a book to read... Um, and I did read that. You know, there's a couple of Warcraft novels out there that I got that gave. In fact, I think I read the same thing you did that how they're possessed and they wipe out the Draenei and the Draenei head into their little ship and they 
head away and yeah it doesn't matter it's just all you know it's all the same thing you just good guys bad guys fight the bad guys get points and win but I was just interested to find out if there's anybody else who, who kind of looked at looked at it like that thank you Davlin it's Saturday morning who the hell cares Saturday morning Saturday afternoon I, nobody cares who the hell would listen Saturday no, morning to Lauren <laughs> they're trying no to sense. market to the Euros because that's crazy up. but it's like I gotta I gotta get up Saturday morning. morning to learn about stuff I already know <laughs> and to and to argue whether this word meant that or uh, far be it for me to bag another show that's at least trying. But go ahead. But uh, Miriam, unfortunately, or Mystic Mim, unfortunately, didn't understand what we were talking about, and she said, "Why is there a show named Butt Rape? There's lore." I'm like, "That's the new one." If, that's here awesome. it is, right there. This was like, see, Butt Rape. There's butt rape, lore. There's that's more. yeah. That's kind of what we. That's better than them. the rapists or anal bum covers. Oh, well, there's a throwback. You didn't to get that. SNL. Oh man, yes. Celebrity Jeopardy, the greatest skits ever. Oh, Celebrity rapers. Jeopardy for four hundred. Yeah. Anyway, so it's it's unfortunately been an ongoing feud because I can't. I've almost got him kicked off the station. I've got him back onto like a podcast type deal. Unfortunately, they still broadcast a part of their show live. Mm-hmm. So the goal has been to get rid of them because they bring everybody else down with their mediocrity. So that's. We're, let's avoid the lore thing, but I was right. curious. Cause I, and what about the role playing thing? Because we we have a role. No, show. no, I I never know. That's when I used to get that is, all the time. That is retarded. That's for sorry people who don't have real lives, so they have to have their fake life on World like, of Warcraft. Are you that pathetic? You got to pretend to be an you elf. Have to, no, I I've met people that talk with thou thee thy, and I laugh at them. You've met people in I'm gonna talk about like real life. And not well on in service. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, no, yeah. I'm not I, talking about in real life. Yeah, I mean sorry. if. If they do it in real life, I didn't know because I mean I didn't I didn't know if there was someone that was doing that in real life or not. Then if it told me, I didn't ask. I would never ask. Oh, Davlin role plays. You role play? Okay, That's, I need a Creek and Zeros here. That makes no sense. Rapping. You're already role playing anyway. That's right. You're already a blood elf or a Draenei or an orc. I mean, you don't have to start talking like 13th century to with know, the care. the emoticons like. Come follow hither, and then marches off. Uh. March. Oh my God, those people! They Apparently, uh, Almighty Farseer has him working mic again. Oh, that's good. Yeah, now he just needs to get a show that doesn't suck because role playing does. They'll get. I like Kexman and Almighty Farseer. They're good, good British guys. But I just I can't stand the role playing bit. I never have. Dallin's role playing is my rep. Yeah, funny because yeah, Creekins here. He can take over the job anytime he wants. But um. All right, should we go on to a different topic before we start? One last thing right. before we go. All right. Did you play a female character? Be honest. No. You didn't. Never played a female character. Could I played, never understand the trend. I played a male thing. blood elf. That was my main character. Male blood elf. Blood elf. Nah. Well, I, I like the story. So I guess in that sense, I am See, sort of a you loser. are a lore freak. I like the idea of a, of a noble race becoming corrupted by the dark side and then having to... It's Either the same in every story, man. I know. It doesn't matter if it's Lord of the Rings or it's Warcraft or Warhammer. The elves are always ancient. They always have much more knowledge than everybody else. They look down on everybody else from their ivory tower. Then they get corrupt and they fall apart from you know their own greed or their own hubris, and they die. It's, it's so cliche, and it's so boring. And I'm tired of seeing five million elves running around with a different spelling of Sephiroth or Legolas. <laughs> Uh, I let the computer pick mine because I didn't really care. I did the random name generator. I don't even remember really? what it was. It had a TH and an A, and 
think there was an X thrown in there for good measure. So wow, it was probably more like Kingdom Hearts, if anything, than you know. Uh, kind of like the crappy kid. At, kind of like the who, crappy at, kid in gym class. Just I actually knew someone who played Lord of the Rings online. I knew one person. He was probably the only one on that server. I've had, I've come across a couple of people that played. I don't know how good it is. Obviously, no one plays it. So they it told me that they liked it because it was um, it was kind of like how World of Warcraft is, where you go into the dungeons and you're the only one in the dungeon. Yeah, it's kind of like that, only on a much larger scale. So so everything's instant. So you would like if you follow the story, there's not five other people that just happen to be at the same point in the story as you. It's like you're really by yourself in the story or with your. Your group. So I was gonna say, so it's a massive multiplayer online role-playing game, and you're doing it by yourself. Kinda, kind of like the opposite of Eve Online, in which they have one server with like just a everybody, billion ships, the same whatever. Thing. Yeah. yeah, we have a lot of Eve players, or we did. And the station did a big thing um, a couple of weeks ago or a couple months ago, where they were trying to get everybody to take the two-week trial and play Eve, and they had this big corporation like I tried playing people. Eve. I couldn't. I just couldn't get into it. No, I, I, I mean, I really tried because I like the space stuff, and I was I'm I trying to too, play, and but... like, you mean I got to take this to here? And you, you you never see yourself. It's always the ship. But I liked to see. I liked Wing Commander Privateer, which was very similar. From what I never I I, I heard about it, but I never played it. Yeah, see, it's a it's a classic game. You could probably get it in like an emulator, or yeah, you'd have to get it, tone it down because the speed of a normal computer would just would fry it. But oh, I liked it. It was a great game. Anyways, back to the original topic, which is Napoleon Total War, which we're now 25 Lord, minutes removed that, that from. Was the, that yeah, no was the shit. original topic. Okay, anyways, hate mail. Uh, you know, if, let's get to the mail now, because it's, it's kind of relevant. Um, so, do people not like Napoleon Total War? Are they, well, it's, uh, are they preparing for it to suck? I mean, I, well, saw, the, I saw the trailer. It looked kind of cool. The post office delivered your hate mail to the house again. Anything worth looking at? No, just the usual death threats, letter bombs, and human feces. You always make it sound worse than it is. How do you know it's human feces? All right. Tons of hate mail. And when I say tons, I'm talking like over 25 emails regarding this. Uh, okay, I'll take emails and answer messages thrown in on Steam. All right, here's what's happening. And, and this this is what it is. It's not that people aren't looking forward to Napoleon. It, it's There's a variety of topics that come into play, ones that I wasn't aware of. Empire had offered a couple features that never made it to release for whatever reason, one of which was the ability to have a multiplayer campaign. Kind of like uh, what M- what um, Star Wars Empire at War did. Oh, okay. All right. All right, where you have you know two or more players playing the campaign, mm-hmm. the map, and then you also go to random battles, whatever you're fighting. Okay? Gotcha, gotcha. So if I'm fighting the computer, you would take command of the computer. If I'm fighting you, we just go head-to-head, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Gotcha. It never came out. They still don't have it out yet for some reason. What's going on if... Big shout-out to Almighty Farce here. I don't even know where the hell he's been in forever, hiding somewhere in England. At any rate, um, no, Almighty Farce here, I'm not mocking your name, I'm mocking you. There's a difference. There's a difference. <laughs> the problem with Empire was, as they released subsequent patches to fix something that was broken, they broke more. Basically what they did is, in the single player, they took the uh, the AI, which wasn't particularly strong or bright to begin with, and they made it worse. Mm-hmm. Now, when I'm talking about worse, I'm talking about, I have four artillery batteries lined up. They're walking right into my guns, slowly, face first. Take its charge, but with retards. Oh, okay. okay. All right, or the diplomacy would be, you're Austria, I'm on France. The right. computer declare, you declare war on me, you the computer. Mm-hmm. I take away three quarters of your territory. You would think you would agree to peace if I offered it. Sure. But you don't. You fight the destruction. 
Or let's say, you know, the computer is some rinky-dink like Westphalia or some, you know, Wurttemberg, some, sh- you know, shitty little nation. Right. It declares war on the biggest empire in the game. For no apparent reason. You're a speed bump on the way to world domination. Hmm. But they do it. So you're saying that the, the patch is actually ruined the AI. It made it, the AI in the game was not strong and I'd only I'd only played the fur, the grand campaign for about a week and a half before inevitably we switched to multiplayer, which is where I spent majority of my time in Empire, uh-huh. all right? Once they got some of the balancing outs, mortars were broken, some of the stuff needed to be adjusted in prices. The multiplayer aspect isn't too bad, all right? Okay. The single player is all but ruined. Hmm. And I was not aware it was that bad, okay? The people, the real bitch that people have is, it's less than a year since the game was released. It came out in March. Okay. Now they're saying Napoleon Total War is coming out in February of next year. In and of itself, that's an unusual because Creative Assembly usually has an expansion for a game that comes out about a year after the original. So I understand Napoleon's going to be an expansion of Empire Total War. It's a standalone. Eh. That's what we have people pissed, is they believe... And so far, they've been pretty vague on it. And I blame Creative Assembly for this, or Sega, whichever one you want to go after. Instead of being like a $30 expansion, it's going to be a 50 or $60 standalone. People are upset because... Go ahead. Well, I, I, I can see why they would be upset, because it, it's, it sounds like it's a similar game than Empire Total... It, it's what it's similar mechanics. Is, what they're claiming is that it's going to be a polished version of Empire. It's everything they wanted to do in Empire that they couldn't or didn't. Okay. So Napoleon's supposed to be the pinnacle of everything that engine can be. Gotcha. The graphics are better, the engine's better, the the rule sets are better, and people are saying, wait a minute, we faithfully followed Empire, we spent 60 bucks to beta test the game, practically, because the game wasn't ready when it hit the, hit the floor, we were promised a bunch of features that never came through, the online play is lacking things like the multiplayer campaign, chat, um, the ladder system they have sucks. Don't get me wrong. Right. On Steam is a vast improvement over GameSpy. Uh-huh. And as far as the multiplayer goes, I can see where people are coming from. But the single player is, why would we want to shell out another 60 bucks for another game when Crave Assembly has shown with Rome, with Medieval 2, and especially with Empire, that they can't make the AI competitive, they can't make the single player compelling. Okay. Would it make better sense to fix Empire first and then bring out Napoleon? Well, that's what what people are concerned about is if they're bringing out Imp- or Napoleon, that means they've got all their developers and their eggs in that basket. Sure. Which means they're no longer going to support or even attempt to try and fix Empire. So people are pissed. Right. And I can understand that. Right. I just had no idea to the depth of how aggravated people were. I was really aggravated myself with Rome especially because the multiplayer was so bad. Oh, okay. On GameSpy, your games would crash, you know, things would stall out, you'd be desynchronized, which means you'd have six different six people in a game playing six different versions. Uh, now, was that a problem with Creative Assembly or with GameSpy? Well, that's just it. No one really knows. Okay. Now, at least that I've come across. Creative Assembly eventually released a couple patches that were supposed to fix it. It never really got rid of it. Uh-huh. The other problem is if a person crashed in the middle of a game, unlike Warcraft 3 where it would dump the player after a minute... Right. And this one, if a player crashed, more than likely the game would come to a crashing halt itself. Ooh, it was supposed to give you the option to kick them at least half the time, and Mecca can back me up on this, or Desk Pride if he's listening. It would rarely happen. You know, everything would come to a grinding halt. Well, that's not good. That's kind of dumb. No, it, it is. It would seem just to turn it into a computer player or just drop them all together. Example, case in point. You were in Ventrilo listening to the game last night. We were playing Empire. Uh, it was, who the hell was this? Me, Arthros, uh, and Mecha Hawk. 
and one of our opponents dropped. Mm-hmm. The game crashed. Wow. What the hell fun is that? Yeah, that's not, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. No. You think that there's got to be a way around it. Other companies do it with their versions of whatever game it is. It should be pretty easy to do. It's just put an option there to drop somebody that, you know, that lags the game or what have you. Right. So take all this angst, roll it into several games worth of several months of people being pissed off. Mm -hmm. Now you get to Napoleon's Total War. Right. Now it's supposed to be a polished version of Empire. Right. Well, wait a minute. Why are we spending 60 bucks on the polished version when we bought the original? Why wasn't that fixed? Has Creative Assembly said anything? Have they responded? If you go to TotalWar.com, which is their official website, or .org, which is the unofficial site, they still go on all the time. Sure. What little they've said that I've been able to find is along the lines of the multiplayer campaign will still come out for Empire. They're not saying when. Um, you know, they're not. They're they're kind of tiptoeing around the fact that they're not going to stop supporting Empire, but they don't exactly come out and say we're going to continue to release patches to to you know, streamline the game. Sure. The problem is Creative Assembly, in a lot of ways, is very much like Electronic Arts, and that when they kick a game out the door, they stop supporting it. Gotcha. Now, that's a bit of a generalization. They do release patches. Mm-hmm. The problem is, it takes them weeks and months to do it, and they only release one, maybe two patches, and if it's fixed, it's fixed. If not, oh well, we're on to the next game. Sure, sure. Well, like I said, I've never played Empire, so I can't really say one way or another, but it would it would seem to me that if, if Napoleon ends up sucking as much as Empire does, and they've got a pretty big problem on their hands then. I would have thought that after Medieval Total War 2, Vanilla did pretty mediocre. I mean, it, it did all right. Mm-hmm. The Rome expansion Alexander flopped. The Rome expansion and Barbarian Invasion ruined the game, and people don't... You go online right now, you'll find plenty of people playing Rome, but you don't, play, you don't find anybody playing the Barbarian Invasion. Wow. Because it just so imbalanced the game, and they didn't bother to fix it. They didn't patch it at all. They ignored it. They released Alexander. They released a second expansion that had nothing to do with the priors. Didn't it was an Alexander patch. one? Yes. Oh, yeah. It was out there. No one ever plays it. You don't know it. That's but great. Yeah. That, that's like my favorite general. Was it an expansion of Rome? Yep. That makes no sense. No, it doesn't, but they did it. Because Alexander came before Rome. I mean, Rome yep. was around, but Rome wasn't Rome. It right. was just sort of this It was game. just a, a small little tiny republic just getting started. Right. Nope. Yeah, they, they went and released Alexander as a second expansion after the fact. I never played it. Every review I saw said it was terrible, it was imbalanced, don't buy it. I couldn't find anybody online who played it or told me they would play it, so I never bothered either. I just, you know, I ignored it. Yeah, that makes no sense. I would, I would think Rome would wipe the floor with Alexander, because that's kind of what they did. <laughs> Rome Total War is a game itself I life. found to be very, very entertaining. Oh, yeah, right, in real right, life. Right, in real life. Speaking of which, before you leave, remind mm-hmm. me, I have a real-life Gladius to show you. Oh, I won wow. in a Rome Total War tournament. I have it. It's in my closet. Nice. Actual, well, it's not my favorite time period. Stainless steel, yeah, one of mine. But I'm still gonna stick to my guns on Napoleon Total War as far as my interest in the game coming out. I still am looking forward to the game. Sure, I'm. I I figure you'll buy it one way or another. You know, sixty or thirty. But you know what? I have extenuating circumstances. You know, having studied in history, my favorite time of history being you know by training a college teacher. Hell, I got a Napoleon hat sitting right there. There it is. My wow. desktop at work is a big is Napoleon crossing the Alps. Right. Which my supervisor actually recognized. I was pretty pretty uh, impressed by that. And, and your wallpaper is the uh, painting of him crowning himself emperor. Yeah, crowning a Josephine as empress. Yeah, that's right. Crowning yeah, Josephine. Same thing. Yeah. It's, the it's, all the, David. it's all the same time. Yeah, Ulmor. He knows what a Gladius is. 
for the win. Yeah, yeah. gladiuses are awesome. Much better than the um, Cerisa of the Greek phalanx. And now we've lost everyone. Because <laughs> no now we're getting into it. Like, what? what? You saw 300. You know what it is. It's that <laughs> sword that's... It's that big, of... long, pokey spear. There you go. Do you remember what the sword was called in the Byzantine time? It was a different different kind of sword. It wasn't called the Gladius? No, it was a Spathia. It was a little longer, a little mm, different than... Yeah. Interesting. There you go. Oh, okay, now we're, now we're losing people left and right. What the hell? They're talking history? Turn it off. I don't want to learn anything. It's like, Learning but wait, sucks. there's lore, but it's relevant. That's right. Stupid wicker shields. You just got learned, people. <laughs> I don't have a soundbite for that one. All right. Well, that takes care of the hate mail. So I, I understand where you're coming from. I agree to a point. I'm still going to stick with Napoleon as far as something that's going to... that I'm looking forward to. I don't know if I'll buy necessarily all the hype now they're pushing it, because I know when they were in Belgium... They, you know, they announced this thing and they're all about it. It's going to be, a, you know, a polished version of what Empire was supposed to be. Sure. And I'll admit, I'm speaking from ignorance in that I haven't played a great deal of single player. I know Mecha does. I'll probably have to get with him because he's my go-to guy and stuff like that. I always like the diplomacy aspects of it, but it's not, it, not, not if the AI is all buggy, then that makes no sense. And, and that in this aspect, it really is. Cause, uh, when I played it, you know what? The diplomacy has always been terrible. That's mm. the one thing I hate about Medieval Total War 2. All right, let's say I'm playing the French, all okay. right? I'm a Catholic nation. Right. If I get attacked by the Germans, or I get attacked by the English, or I get attacked by the Spanish, I defend myself. Sure. The next thing I get, a, a note from the Pope saying, don't fight him or we're going to excommunicate you. Like, what? But those are all Catholic nations, too. Right. I mean, England still is. Ah. That point, well, it depends on when, you're, when it no, starts. No, they are. You're right. Okay. But the difference is that you can actually, in the game... Depending on how many cardinals you have when the pope dies, uh-huh. your cardinals can elect a pope. And if it's gotcha. your pope, you can do whatever the hell you want because it's nice. your pope. Nice, nice. But then they start throwing monkey wrenches into it. Like some of the popes are a little different. Like, uh, uh, like pope um, Jebus the first. There's one that's a he she. Really, a, it's a female pope because that was always a legend. It's, right, it was right. Proved wrong, but that's in there. There's another one where uh, you know the pope has schizophrenia, so you're never really sure which pope you're dealing with. Nice or. Um, one of the things I found that was easy is just to assassinate the Pope and keep assassinating the Pope until I actually get one elected that's mine. Oh, God. I, Napoleon, Napoleon. Yes, we're talking about medieval. Medieval times. Napoleon times, England was not Catholic. We're, we're, Davlin's the English one Protestant in like 15-something or other. We're kind of jumping all over the place here. I guess yeah. you kind of got to stick with us. I'm talking medieval total war. This is this is taking place around the 1000s, 1100s AD. Oh, okay. Everybody's still Catholic. Yeah, everyone, yeah. So that was kind of, it was an interesting dynamic to it, but the diplomacy made no sense. Mm-hmm. You know, you could call a crusade or call a jihad. Right. I call a crusade to go after somebody. I, you know, get this huge crusader army. Halfway there, I realized there's nobody following me. <laughs> All my allies were supposed to be allied. There's nobody there. Nice. It's like, fuck. I'm out in the middle of nowhere. I got no supplies. My army's like 300 just, men. Just I'm sat Constantinople. Going against the it. Turks. Oh, that's the other thing. God help you if you're the Byzantines. You have... Now, see, in the first medieval, that's the one I used to play. I used to like oh, being yeah. the, the Byzantines. They were overpowered. My problem, is that, my problem is that the Golden Horde would show up, the Mongols, and yep. then I'd be screwed. And steamroll you. Because <laughs> they're right there by your... You're like three spaces away from your capital. And then I have to pull everything back because i got to go fight them. And then it's like a rolling the dice to see if you can beat them or not. In this game, the Byzantine aren't as strong. They're not as overpowered as they were in the original one. Mm-hmm. Theodora, there we go. And who was Theodora's husband? That would be Justinian. Justinian the Great. And who was their best general? I, uh, One of the greatest generals of all time. 
Wow, how do I not know that then? I don't know because you're embarrassing me here. Is it Scipio Africanus? In front of all my esports friends. No, no, what? No, that was Rome. I don't know. I'm trying to think of Roman Cross general. the face. Belisarius. Oh, okay. There you go. Gotcha. Uh, I got learned. <laughs> Take notes, folks. There will be a test. All right, Xavier Hawk knows all this shit. I he I think he's a history guy too. Theodore called the shots. Yes, and then Justinian went crazy when he caught the plague that wiped out uh, a third of the Byzantine Empire. Well, still the Eastern Roman Empire at that time. Did he time. go blind? No, he didn't go blind. He I just know she uh, died of cancer. He just kind of went crazy because like this plague came and wiped out a lot of the. It was and called the Justinian's plague. Yeah. Yes, that's actually what hurt the whole expansion to try and reclaim the Roman Empire. Because they had it. They just weren't able to hold on to they it. They had a lot of it. They had captured Italy. They had captured a lot of uh, North Africa, North Africa yeah. parts of Spain or Hispania at that point. Anyways, in the game, I mean, you're the cheese that stands Charlie alone. Charlemagne's a cool guy, too, but that's medieval time. That's that's getting too far ahead yeah, of that's the period the French, that I like. Anyways, yeah. uh, anyways uh, I mean, you're literally the cheese that stands alone. You don't have a friend anywhere. Really? The Catholics hate you on the, on the in the West. Uh-huh. The Turks hate you in the East. Sure. The only other Orthodox nation is Russia, and they don't have a pot to piss, and they can't help you. Yeah, that, yeah, because they suck at that period of time, yeah. Now, in this case, the Mongol horde doesn't show up. However, the people who do show up are Timur the Lame and his Mongol horde from India. They have elephants that have cannons on their back. Nice. And they cool. just they show up a stack after stack after stack after stack after stack, and it is ungodly. How many troops they can bring forth, and every every single Mongol, every one of them has a bow. Yeah, every one of them. All excellent horsemen. Well, M- some Mongols of are nasty. People. I think there was one military historian that said it would be like like if you plop down and watched a Mongol army face off against a European army, it was like watching a modern army face off against like cavemen. Sure, just the with the way that they yeah the way they the way they uh, talk to their different troops, the way they conveyed messages and things like that. They're able to move with concise precision. And that's one of the things that that in the game they actually simulated very well is the fact that your mobility and those the ability to shoot arrows everywhere mm-hmm. pretty much kicks the hell out of everyone. Pretty much. The only people that the only faction in the game that's actually able to go head toe to toe is actually uh, the Byzantines, mainly because they've adopted the Persian way of fighting. In the game, you've got a, a bunch of different um, horse archers, a lot of archers yourself, so you can go toe to toe at least initially. The only saving grace you have in that game is is economy. You make a right. lot of money. Right. By the time you start getting into the gunpowder era, mm-hmm. you're you're toast because the Byzantines don't have any in this game. Well, sure, yeah, they're done in 1453. Yeah, so it, it's that's when Castle falls, and and the, in the game they simulate that very well. Gotcha. What it all comes down to is the diplomacy in Rome mm-hmm. was abysmal. The diplomacy in medieval total war was even worse because it, none of it made a, a lick of sense. Right. The Pope shouldn't be telling me to stop a war that I didn't start. And I haven't gone out of my, outside my borders. Mm-hmm. I, and I I have this one example, and I and a, uh, a couple of the guys in the clan don't believe me, but I was attacked during one turn. This is in the single player when I actually played it. Uh-huh. And the cool thing is, in the medieval two, is you can go to the new world and kick the hell out of the Aztecs. You can they sure. have the Aztecs and you stuff can, in there? Yes, they have it from starting in America all the way down into Central America and, and the, the northern part of South America. They'd have to suck like the Aztecs and the Incas and all that. They did suck. I was and I still roll. I mean, you get all kinds of cool things. There's, you know, you see their pyramids instead of their cities. And chocolate got, and smallpox. Chocolate. That's what chocolate. Uh, Seriously, chocolate yes. in the game. That's so chocolate. Awesome. Chocolate. Gold. Tobacco would probably be and tobacco. Too. Yeah. All of those are stuff you get. You buy a merchant, you plop them on it, and you start generating tons and tons of money. Nice. Grim says a modern army doesn't have the ability to handle troop movement like the armies of antiquity. 
Uh, no, I'd say it's reverse because we have electronics that can you can talk to each individual soldier if you really want to. Mention, I'm guessing my Humvee can go fa- faster and further than your horse. Yes, for uh, the win. You know, you can have your elephant with a cannon. I'll still take my M1 main battle tank and just <laughs> satellite GPS. Uh, let Let's not. Let's All not right. Go. Okay, we're we're getting off track. Hang on. Story time with Emperor. Kind of a little offshoot, and I've told you this story. All right. At Origins gaming convention years ago. Okay. I am there with my father. I was 16 years old, uh-huh. and I'm at a map. And this guy was trying to sell this game, and it pitted Alexander's army, Alexander's Macedonians, mm-hmm. in a in a board game, a little okay. you know, a little chit game, okay, versus uh, Wellington's British army at Waterloo. His premise is that the the Greeks would not be surprised by gunpowder, and that the Macedonian army would defeat the British because the bow and arrow has the same range. Thereabouts as a musket. Well, I, uh, even if that were true, which I don't think it is, um, every single soldier, if I remember correctly, is go. carrying a musket. That's aren't right. They? And Alexander didn't have, you know, they didn't all carry balls. They had giant spears. Yeah, maybe ten. So basically, it, arrow, it'd be right. like Pickett's Charge. I mean, I it, that's what I would think. I think it would be a, a good slaughter. Standing behind me, as I start to argue that exact same point with the guy. Standing behind me, I turn around behind me, and there's this dude with a leather jacket and sunglasses on, and he has a badge of uh, a, a badge on that says he's guest of honor. Uh-huh. Him and another guy. The other guy I don't remember. It, and I and I didn't say anything to him at first, and I didn't look until later. But he starts saying, "Well, I think it's a good premise. I think you're wrong." And I looked at the guy, kind of you know, I'm a 16 smartass. So sure. I said, "Then how do you explain cannon?" Well, what do you mean? I said the British have cannon. They can shoot cannonballs up to a mile away. If you're the British, you're wearing armor. You're not going to run a mile across to attack guys with cannons. They got canister. They got round shot. They'll kick your ass. Well, you got to remember, the Greeks have catapults. I said, catapults don't have that kind of range. Not to mention, you see the damn boulder in the air, <laughs> you step to the side. Right. Well, you know, I don't know how, how people like you can get in here. You, you young kids, like, you, you don't understand you know, military strategy and things of that nature. I look at his badge at this point, and hand to God, says Tom Clancy. And Tom he Clancy. was there because he was trying to sell his new game, uh, Politic. I, sorry, ends with a K. Holy crap, I actually played that game. That game was horrible. Yes, this Good is when that and Dark Colony, where the two games were coming out. Dark Colony uh, was like, uh, it was an RTS on Mars. Uh-huh. Played it. Beta tested a lot mm-hmm. of fun at the at convention. So we sit there. I got lectured by Tom Clancy why friggin' ancient Greeks would beat the British at Waterloo in a, in a and this guy was trying to sell this game. No, it would, it which would not happen. I have never actually seen sold. It My would guess not is nobody, happen. Yeah, they laughed at him. If if Alexander saw cannon and people firing things with little balls, he'd retreat first, he because he didn't know what break. the hell was going on. Yeah, He'd be like, let's get the hell out of here and figure out what's going on. Funny, when I doubt we'll ever see a game with that kind of you know, unless somebody makes a mod. Here, kill some Greeks with the British. Now, if everyone do a show about Alexander, he's my I, I know so much about Alexander. It's ridiculous. Why well, am I not surprised that you would follow ridiculous. a blonde gay guy who is an alcoholic and burns out at the age of thirty? Never lost a battle. Look who he was fighting. Never lost a battle. Uh, friggin' peasants with with what? A uh, friggin' pitchfork and wicker shield. Oh, that's hard. He beat the Greeks. The Greeks beat the Persians. I, I'm sorry. He beat the he beat each individual Greek state. They didn't come at him all together. They were fighting amongst themselves. He went and picked the bones. Well, we're, 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 we're not going to get involved with that. That's going to be a whole different crazy thing. So, Batman Arkham Asylum. Yes. Nope. 
before nope. we get in there, let's take a break because we've been going for about, wow, almost an hour. Wow. All right, folks, uh, we're going to go probably to about 11 o'clock, usually, usually an hour show. We've accomplished very little so far, but great for conversation. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back here in about uh, six or seven minutes to take a break. And before we get into Batman Arkham's Asylum, it's up next. You've seen all those reality TV shows like Survivor, Amazing Race, and Amish in the Big City. So here comes the newest TV reality smash hit, American Immigrant. Twelve illegals will be selected from the L.A. County Jail and will run through a gauntlet chased by real INS agents. They will then compete by picking fruit in a migrant farm, then pass a rigorous English test. The winner will receive his green card and full welfare rights. Tune in Saturday night for American Immigrant. Hey folks, this is Emperor here for Chinese Gold Farmers of Azeroth. Chinese Gold Farmers would like you to waste your hard-earned money on valueless online currency. Buy your level 40 mount or the best armor and weapons to fight the opposing faction for as little as $300 American. Sure, it's illegal, but that never stopped us before. That's Chinese Gold Farmers of Azeroth, putting the chink in your enemy's armor. you love me 100% of the time. Sounds pretty gay.
I am not trying to make things into a gay type thing. It's not a homosexual problem. I don't know where you guys get this idea from. Hey there, studly men. The paladins of Azeroth need to chat it up with you right now. Hear us issue our sails of command and lay the hammer of justice to each other. Oh, I'm so excited. My nipples are hard. So call 1-900- Fairy Polly to talk with us, the girly man of Azra. I think I just popped my shield. Warning. This show is for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Parental discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Pride. 
And I'm Omicron. And you're listening to the Esports Empire with Emperor and his magic mustache. Only on WoW Radio at WCRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back here live. This is the Emperor's Court live on World of Warcraft Radio, WCRadio.com. No, I, I'm like the World World, world Wildlife uh, Fund Fun. there. There you go. I, I am not saying that was a commercial that we rejected. We refused to run it. I'm not saying that paladins are gay. But they're gay. We're just saying that that commercial says they're gay. That's right. See, I, and we rejected that commercial, and I'll probably play it again later. because just to show you how much we don't like that's it. That's right. Okay, Batman's Arkham Asylum. This is your yeah, thing. This, this is my thing. You have played it all the way through. The game yes. just came out like a week yesterday. Ago. Yeah, so like a week ago. You liked it because you've been raving about this game. And yeah, I'm well, sick of hearing it really. To be honest, I mean, Batman's my favorite. He's my favorite superhero. Mine too. He's, he's one of the few comics that I've actually read. Like I don't, I'm not big into comics, but one of the few things that I've read is is Batman. Another one is well, I'm not going to get into it, but but anyway, um. Batman Arkham Asylum, it, to me, it's it's the best superhero game that I've ever played. Bar none. Easy. Better um, than Spider-Man 2? Better than Superman 64. Oh, you didn't even get that. I well, don't it, give a damn about the 64. I never played it. Uh, Baron did. I. That was a joke. So you didn't even get it. Yeah, Superman no, 64 is horrible. Like, Superman 64 is one of the game? worst games ever made. Okay. Look it up on the Wikipedia. Um, yeah, because I trust Wikipedia. But anyway... Um, the game really makes you feel like you are Batman, to be totally honest with you. Um, what the premise So I really of, feel like my parents were killed, and I hate the world, and I've got this weird yeah, lab to a certain underneath. Extent, yeah, okay. to a certain extent. There is, there actually there is a Batcave in Arkham Asylum. You actually go to the Batcave. He has a, a spare Batcave under Arkham Asylum that you have to get to in part of the game. I must have missed that in the comics. Go on. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway... Uh, the premise of the story is that you're... Spoilers, folks. There's no spoilers. I'm not going to spoil anything. This Fair. all takes place in the first ten minutes of the game. Okay, well, time out called because I'll get yelled at by Magic if I don't say it anyways. There may be spoilers in this segment of the game, or the show. If you have not played this game and you don't want it to be ruined, keep listening. Go on. So the premise is that you're, you've captured the Joker and you're taking him to Arkham Asylum. Okay. And you've captured just about every other villain that there is, too. So, Commissioner Gordon's there to make sure that the transfer goes over well. And Joker gets strapped up and he's doing his Joker thing. And Batman thinks it was too easy to capture the Joker. Usually it's really difficult to capture him. This time it was incredibly easy. So, Batman thinks the Joker's got something up his sleeve. So he decides to follow Joker into Arkham to make sure he gets into his cell and nothing crazy So the Joker's happens. just... I, I'm sorry, not to ruin it. I, I'm just going to inject a little bit of common sense into a video game. I know. Okay. Because, you know, if we want to realism, we'd shoot rockets at our neighbors. Right. Um, the Joker has free reign of Arkham Asylum just walking around? No, no, no. The Joker... Are they talking about, like, where we are right now in the story? Or yes, just... because you said that, I mean, Batman's no, following no. him around. It's just... Bat, well, no. The, what they've done is they've strapped into a gurney, kind of like uh, Hannibal Lecter kind of thing. Okay. So the... The guards and the peoples and all that kind of stuff, they're, they're wheeling him through Arkham Asylum en route to his cell or whatever. And Batman decides to follow him to make sure he actually gets into his cell and all that kind of stuff. So he follows him in. They go down like an elevator shaft and all that kind of stuff. And then you, you realize as, the, as it progresses, 
um, like the, the lights go out and there's electrical problems and you see Harley Quinn in one of the control rooms and then you see a bunch of Joker's goons who got captured along with the Joker. Right. They bust out because of Harley Quinn and they take over the asylum. They let the Joker loose. They take over everything. They, they bum rush the control room and all that kind of stuff. And what happens as a result of all that is that the Joker's loose. The Joker controls Arkham Asylum because it's all computer controlled and everything. It's all right. high techy and everything. And he proceeds to kidnap Commissioner Gordon, the warden of Arkham Asylum, and releases all the criminals that are in Arkham Asylum. Now, why does this sound very familiar to me? Um, well, even though the story itself is a completely new and original story written by one of the writers from Batman the Animated Series. It's partially a little bit based on a graphic novel, ironically enough, called Batman Arkham Asylum, in which all the inmates of Arkham Asylum have gotten loose, and their demand is that they want to meet Batman. Now, that's not exactly what the game is about. True, all the inmates are loose, but Batman is already in Arkham Asylum. Yeah, see, Grimm says it there. It's Arkham Asylum, a serious house on a serious, on yes. serious earth. It's a fantastic graphic novel. I would, If you're a Batman fan, you, you have to own that, or at least have read it, the, the group the Graphics are amazing. The so plot is... Batman's following him around and sees all this happen and doesn't stop Harley Quinn and the goons. Well, she doesn't. Over. He doesn't see Harley Quinn happen. All right, so you're seeing it as the game. Okay, yeah, you as you. the player are seeing all these things happening, and then it all happens at the same time. So Joker lures Batman into Arkham Asylum because he's Batman. He's got to capture the Joker and it's stop. It's Mark stuff Hamill, not George out. Hamill. Mark Hamill is the voice of the Joker. Yes, George Hamill. Actually, I'm, he's, he's an actor. I think I think you're thinking of George Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. George Hamilton, Zorro the Gay Blade. Zorro the Gay Blade. That was a great movie. Um, if you're gay. Or anyway, Walterian, either one. Or if you, or if you like fuchsia. It was still a funny movie. It still was a funny. Not movie. to bring up the Gay Blade, but go on. So, what Batman has to do is he has to run around as he's trying to control or like get back control of Arkham Asylum, get back Commissioner Gordon, get back the Warden. Obviously, there's a bunch of other people in the asylum as well. The doctors, the staff, the guards, all that right. kind of stuff. And they're all being, you know, harassed. And there's there's doctors being, you know, tied up and different things like that. So on your way to trying to solve these basic huge meta things, you're also trying to save doctors in the meanwhile and trying to save guards from, you know, being ambushed from other people. And it really is an amazing game, i got to tell you. Now, how did the controls on It's for the Xbox 360, the one this version you've got. Yeah, it's also for the PS3. Right, which I've got a PS3. I don't know if I'll actually go out and buy the game now, this week, but I plan on getting it. As an incentive to get the PS3 version, there is a mode, once you've unlocked it, that you can play as the Joker. Is it the same story? I mean, do you happen to know if it's the same storyline? No, it's not the same storyline. So it's, it's different. It's sort of... It, I think it takes place before everything goes crazy, or like during everything goes crazy. So you like play as the from, Joker setting up from the, the main Joker's, game. Yeah, yeah setting up everything. Um, were you talking about the controls? Yeah, I mean, how does the control? I mean, how does the game flow? I mean, how does the controls? Because uh, some of the games I play like that, and it's one reason why I don't like. In, in one case, usually games based on movies. In my experience, mm-hmm. it's usually comics yes. because they make a movie out of it. The controls are always clunky. Yes. I don't like the way the, the game camera rotates. Sucks. The yeah. game, yes. Not not really so with this. Now, the fighting is actually very simple. It's usually just punch, jump, dodge, or, you know, throw something. So, and what you, what you do is usually there's certain points where you get bum-rushed by, like, ten guys at the same time. Right. So what you do is you chain together combos. So you, as long as you're continually attacking, your combo rating is, like, no times two, times three, times four, as you keep punching people. 
And then the higher your combos go, the more like kick-ass matrixy kind of moves you can do. Kind of like the rogue. Kind of like the rogue. And then what you can also do is you can also counter other people. Like the, a guy will come in behind you while you're punching this guy, and right. he'll try to throw a punch. If you throw the counter button, you'll throw an elbow behind you and hit that guy. Just like the movies, just like the TV show. Where yeah, you, yeah, exactly, exactly. See, Grimm's saying that Kevin Conroy did the voice of Batman, who did the animated series. Yeah, Batman. I was, I was going to get to that. What, what really makes this game shine is the writing. the The plot is really good, but the the voice acting is outstanding. And uh, Arlene Sorkin does Harley Quinn. I liked her as Harley Quinn. Yes, I thought she had the best voice for that. Yes, she she does Harley Quinn. She's the same one that did it for Batman the animated series, the sort of Brooklyn-y kind of right, accent yeah. or whatever you want to call it. Mr. J. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And she does that in the other one, too. She has a different style of costume, but it's still pretty much the same. Same kind of deal. Uh, Kevin Conroy is Batman, and he sounds great because he sounds like Batman. And Mark Hamill's the Joker. Mark Hamill really shines. Even though the game is you play Batman, right. you hear the Joker more than anything because since the Joker has control over Arkham... He's over the speakers and he's all over that. The, he's over the PA, and he watches, so it's almost like a GLaDOS kind of thing, like from Portal. So there's there's parts where... You have to be stealthy, and you go into a room and there's like ten guys and they all have machine guns. Well, you can't throw punches at that point because it's, it's like a Metal Gear Solid type thing. It's it's like it's like Metal Gear Solid meets Metroid. That's a good way to like like Metroid. Now Prime. that's intriguing. Metal Gear Solid meets Metroid Prime because you've got all these high tech gadgets that you're collecting along the way, and you've got sort of a dark kind of danky atmosphere, mm-hmm. and then you've got the sneaking aspect too, which is the Metal Gear Solid. So anyway, like I'm saying, there's parts where you'll be in a room with ten guys with machine guns, you can't start throwing punches because they'll all see you. They'll just go rat-a-tat-tat, you're dead. So, so I mean, it, you die pretty... I mean, let's say you get seen by a bunch of guys with machine guns. The game mechanics are so such that if you get shot, you die. This isn't like, no, no, no. I've got have, metal armor, and I can, I can just shrug off now, all this damage until everybody's dead. No, you, you do have a life bar, and as you progress along and you start, you know, you get combos and all that kind of things, you accumulate points, and then you use the points... You upgrade things. You can throw multiple batarangs. Okay. You can upgrade your suit so you can take more damage. It's basically a life bar. You can upgrade your attacks so that you can do better attacks during the game. Things like that. But in the case of what you're talking about, if all the guys started shooting, what you do is you you shoot your little I don't even know what the hell the it's grappling called. Hook the grappling hook yeah. thing, yeah. And then you'd fly up into the rafters, and then what you do is you hide, and then while they're looking for you, you pick off the guys one by one. So you and the AI is actually—it's not actually that bad of an AI because the guys will watch each other's back. So you'll have one guy here and the one guy on the other side watching their back. And what you do is you just kind of you grapple from place to place and you wait for someone to be by themselves. And then you literally swoop down and you you unfurl your cape so you glide down, and then you you kick him and you you knock him unconscious. You don't kill anyone because he's Batman. He doesn't kill anyone. Right. He just beats him to a you know, pulp. See, and I'm glad and then to you, hear that. And then you jump back up into the rafters and then. You hear the Joker saying, oh, one of you guys just got your ass kicked, blah, blah, blah. And then they run over and they see the body and then they start freaking out. See, that's one of the most aggravating, and uh, I like that. And that they, start they actually react out. to what you're doing. Yes. The, one of the most aggravating things with games like that, um, and Metal Gear Solid is a little better than most, but there's other games. There was, what the hell was There was a ninja game that came out. It was for the Dreamcast? I forget what the hell it was called. The Dreamcast. Or it was a PlayStation 2. One of them came out that was... Uh, again, it was a ninja game like that. that it wasn't had... like it wasn't like Ninja Gaidan, was it? No, it was something else. It was a different name. Anyway, the, the whole point was you were supposed to be very stealthy. The problem is the computer was very stupid, so mm, it wasn't okay. hard to sneak upon your opponent. I'd like to have a game with a bit of a challenge to it. If there's a formula, it's one of the things I hate about World of Warcraft. The, the monster is flying in a circle and waiting for somebody to kill it. 
every day until somebody does. Right. All right. If I notice that there's a, a formula or a sequence to something, without even thinking about it, not to make it more challenging for myself, I'll just get into the rhythm of he takes three steps to the right, then one step back, then I kill him. No, no. Three it, steps it, to the right, one step back, then I kill him. It's nothing like that at all. Like in certain rooms when you've got guys, like there's there's one part near the end when you've got, I think it's like eight guys. It doesn't really matter the amount, but I think it's like eight guys in that particular room, and it's really small. And there's two guys in the room that you need to get to that are watching the room and make sure nobody gets in. Right. When you swoop down and, and hit someone, they'll come running out to see if they can get you. But if they can't, they run immediately right back to that room to guard it. And then you've got other guys, like I said, they're watching their backs. They're making sure everything's okay. And then if one guy's by himself, you have, literally it's, it's a waiting game. You have to wait till one guy's by himself far enough that they won't see you swoop down. You swoop down, nab him, you swoop right back up. So... N- do you actually, I mean, once is there like a time restraint? Do you have to, you know, knock out these guys in a certain amount of time? No, no, there, there, there is no time restraint. Now, there are certain aspects where there is timed, things like bombs and whatever. You right. are gay. But, <laughs> but as far as um, the game itself, no, the game's not timed, no. So you can take as long as you need to kill all the guys and do all the So eventually, uh, I assume the other the other bad guys from the comic book series are like mini-bosses that you have to... I mean, is there some kind of linear progression where you have to beat one boss to get to the next to get to the next? I mean, what progresses the storyline? You have to, don't have to give specifics, but, I mean, how do I make the storyline go from point A to point B? Can I go in any direction I want? Um, are some bosses more difficult than others that I have to build my way up? Some or? bosses, if, if there is any nitpicking to have with the game, some bosses, some boss fights are similar. Um, like I say, if, if, if I give away more, I'll be giving away the game, but there is a pattern to some of the bosses, not okay. all of them. Um, and if you, if you play the game, you'll instantly know what I'm talking about. Uh, other bosses, no, other boss fights are completely different, like, uh, for example, the Scarecrow. Um, if you're not familiar with, well, you've seen Batman Begins, probably most of you, so you kind of know what the Scarecrow's about. He's about, you know, spraying you with stuff and making you freak out. Right. So at certain points in the game, you'll start freaking out, and then you'll go into like a, a scarecrow mode where it's all kind of surreal atmosphere, looks like a post-apocalyptic thing. And the scarecrow is this giant, huge thing, and he's got these eyes that are like headlights. And you have to run around and hide from the scarecrow. And if he sees you, you die. So you run around and hide from the scarecrow until you get to a certain point where you there's like a bat signal there, and you shine the bat signal at him, and then that that clears the level, or then you you regain consciousness, or however you want to describe it. Right. So, and again, I'm not, I'm not sure if you answered the question. Is that, okay. do you have to beat one boss to get to a next, or is it um, completely the, open as to how you go about no, it? No, no, the, the story is linear. Now, as far as getting around, it does present a very open atmosphere. Like, if you wanted to, you could run around and do whatever. Okay. But for as far as the story, if you're doing, you do a certain thing, and then you find out that, you know, something else has happened, so you need to go to this part of the island, then you go to that part of the island, that kind of thing. Now, the, the open aspect of it is is based on the Riddler. The Riddler leaves clues, leaves trophies, leaves questions all over the island. So as you're doing the game, you can go off on little mini-quests and kill ten Chattering Teeth or try and take a picture of the thing in the room that the, the Riddler has a riddle about. You have to figure out what the riddle is and then figure is out the where Riddler in the room... Is the in Arkham a... Asylum? Is he a boss you can fight? Or no, he's he not like a boss you can fight. What happens is he talks to you, or he talks to Batman over his... I don't even know what you would like, a headset, headset whatever, or whatever, in yeah. his cowl. Because Batman talks to Oracle 
over the over his little headset right. thing all the time, trying to find out information about what's going on outside. The Oracle has access to computers, and she looks stuff up. And then the Riddler like hacks that signal and talks to you, you know, once in a while. So you don't actually see the Riddler, but the Riddler's left stuff all over the island for you to find. Now is that it's? I assume that's like a side quest type thing. It's it's if you want to get a hundred percent in the game. Okay. So what so you can achievements, do achievements, Scott. Achievements, achievements have ruined the game, the gaming market, in my opinion. I hate achievements. Go ahead. <laughs> that's when our that's when our show. It's basically gone. achievements. Yeah, I mean you can complete the storyline without knowing any of the riddles or completing any of those things. But if you want a hundred percent in the game. You can do it during the game, or what you can even do is after you've beaten the game, you can go back. There are no villains, no anything anymore, and just go back and try to get 100%. So is Riddler helping out Batman in this case, or is it just like a... No, the, the, the premise is that the Riddler is showing that he is the superior intellect by putting all these things everywhere and daring Batman to find them all. Okay. That's, that's how they justify him running around trying to do all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Unlock achievement. Hate achievements! Yeah, that's me. <laughs> It sounds like a very interesting, very compelling game. What concerns me about it is you beat it in two sittings. Yes. How total total game time? What are we talking? Uh, fifteen to twenty hours, I suppose. That's it. That's it. I, that seems to be the thing nowadays. I I don't know why games You're seem right. to be really short. I mean, like I, like this this one game for PS3 that I played called Heavenly Sword. You ever play that yes, game? Yes, I have. I love that game. It's it almost like an interactive movie, but you can beat it in like four hours. Yeah. So. It's six of one, half a dozen of another, really. Yeah, you know, it's the same with Dynasty Warriors. I mean, you can. I've, I've, I don't know if you ever played Dynasty Warriors, uh, the series, at all. Maybe. Never played Dynasty Warriors. No. I never really liked Dynasty. Also, I was reading what they were typing right here. I who cares? Uh, Dynasty Warriors always seemed to be a little too cartoonish for me, because it just seemed about hack slash kill everything, and it just. It didn't seem very real. Too cartoonish. Too well, cartoon. you just said the last twenty minutes telling to... me about a car, comic book character, right? In a video but game. Dynasty Warriors—they're basing on real events that happened in China. They're yeah, they did. To, they're trying to make it historical. Yeah, well, it is. Those people did happen. Those right. Those that take place. But not in that way. Not in the way of oh, one guy shit. killing ten thousand different, you know, well, you know one-man army. I didn't. You know, in World War II, we didn't have a guy in the bunker next to me named like like Tom Hanks, Llama Liquor Five Four Three Two One in, right. in Call of Duty, but it's there. Right. You know, I didn't have a guy all hacking in the sky. I think, I think you would agree that Call of Duty is a little more realistic to World War II than Dynasty Warriors to the Romance of the Three Kingdoms or anything like that. Well, the, the difference being that that era of history is kind of pseudo-historical because people don't actually know... Ex- I'm Not that I'm saying one guy you know, had to kill kind of a thousand people in the middle right. of a battle, but... Uh-huh. I mean, respect Dynasty Warriors 6, they have the entire voice cast of Cowboy Bebop. Give him some credit. It's, well, a, it's a very good voice acting, I thought. Steve Bloom is in uh, Batman Arkham Asylum. Is he? he well, plays he's Killer why not? He's in everything else. He plays Killer Croc. Killer Croc is amazing. That level is amazing. Really? I didn't think Killer Croc was that, that big of a hero, really. Um, he's not. Well, he's not, but there's there's a subtle nod to just about every single Batman villain. But in terms of the ones you'll actually face, um, you'll face Bane. You'll face Poison Ivy. You'll obviously face the Joker. You'll face Harley Quinn. You'll face Killer Croc. You'll face the Scarecrow, and I'm pretty sure that's about it. I mean, if you want to count the Riddler, as far as the Riddler challenges, but I believe that is it. That so they have, like, and and they, they set it up for a sequel as well, so. Well, I mean, so they kind of have to, because they know there's it's going to be a huge success, so you might as well sure. get ready to make a second game. So, I mean, I know that some people were upset that there weren't more villains to face, but 
in fairness, they set it up for a sequel so they don't have to rehash villains that they did in the first game, assuming that they do a sequel. I, I think I'll pick it up based on... So it's a game that you highly recommend. I highly recommend. I honestly think it's going to end up being the game of the year. I really think Really? That. I really think that. I think it's that interesting of a game. You've got, you've got beat-em-up action. You've got stealth action. You've got a mode called detective mode where it's, it's, it's a vision on your cowl where you look around for clues right. and then you follow the trail. Uh, you can use detective mode when you're fighting people because you can see enemies at a distance, almost like x-ray vision a little bit. Really interesting stuff. I see Ariana's making mention that uh, apparently they've announced the prices for changing factions in World of Warcraft. God, I don't even know if I want to cover that now. It's, it's such a... Uh... This is the Winer's segment, where we get to bitch about Blizzard and the World of Warcraft. No, I, you know what? Scratch it. We're not going to do it. I was going to say, let's, let's do a random thought about that, but let's stick with the topic of, uh, at hand. Okay. Um... Again, the, the 20 to 25, 15, 20 hour gameplay to mm-hmm. me seems. I mean, how much is the game? 50 bucks? 60. S- 60? 60 bucks. 59.95. Whoa! I know, I know. But what are you going to do? That's that's how much games cost. I, I understand that, but for 60 bucks for 15 hours of gameplay, I, I tell you what, I just spent, what, 20 some dollars getting Final Fantasy after years. Uh-huh. A blast in the past. I've already put 12 hours of gameplay and only got four chapters. There's still eight more to go plus the finale. To me, that's much more cost-effective. I have right. more entertainment. Now, granted... Now, that's a different genre of game, obviously. Yeah, I understand, but I'm talking about total hours versus total entertainment. Right. Kind of, if I had a giant pie chart, we already uh-huh. did history. I don't think we should do economics. But Davlin says a solid rent. You know what? To me, that might be something I, I would rent just to try it out and see. I mean, Or I would buy in a used bin. Sure. For 60 bucks for that kind of entertainment, I, I don't... I, I assume, obviously, you can save the game. Oh, I've, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's an auto-save feature. So as you go along, it saves itself. I, what I... I should probably clarify because that sounded awfully stupid. Of course you can save it. <laughs> my point is, it sounds like it's very safe-friendly, meaning I can save it at any point in time I like, not that I have to fight my way to a specific little save no, point. No, there, there can... are no save points in the game. As you go to a different section of the asylum, it saves itself. See, Xavier Hawks saying, you can have an action-adventure game like this last at least 30 40 hours with intuitive level design and enough plot device. You know, and, and like Highlander just said, back in the day, games used to last, you know, uh, granted, there are different kinds of games, but uh, sure. I hate to bring up Final Fantasy. You could put 60 hours in that game and not see everything. Sure. Any one of the old ones. By the way, folks, if you are just tuning in, this is a rare live broadcast of the Emperor's Court here on World of Warcraft Radio, WSuria.com, and I am joined in studio by a special guest host, Highlander of Clan Imperial Guard. Hello, hello. And we have been going over Batman Arkham Asylum, amongst other things. Uh, we've been going since 9 o'clock, so you've missed quite a bit. Now, in that same vein... Yesterday, actually, it was yesterday or two days ago. In either, either case, mm-hmm. something that came way the hell out of left field, which I, I nobody saw it coming. At least nobody I've talked to. I've done a little bit of research. You have too. Um, since we're on the topic of of comic books, and I don't know if this is specifically gaming related, but I think it, it's, it has enough crossover that's going to interest our listeners. Uh-huh. Disney, yes, is in the process of acquiring Marvel Comics. For four billion dollars, with a B. Four billion. I think, from a business standpoint, it's I'm sure it's great for Disney. Sure. From a business standpoint, I think it's good for Marvel as well. From a fans' standpoint, I think this sucks nads. 
in the worst way. Okay, because... Uh, let me... Okay, I'll tell you why. Okay. One of the problems we have with, with Final Fantasy, the whole Kingdom Hearts you know, crossover, uh-huh. I think it wussified the Final Fantasy characters to team them up with Goofy, with friggin' you know, Mickey Mouse. I'm just worried about uh, crap like that, you know... Uh, Spider-Man being dumbed down like Spider-Man's daycare or having something like Goofy versus Wolverine. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's got claws. Ow! That's what I'm worried about. You know, uh, you know, Beauty and the Thing. I'm worried about the crossover bullshit. I'm worried about them taking the comic books that, that we grew up with that can be sometimes gory, sometimes violent, you know, have some very well-endowed women and having it Disney-ified and shrunk down and made you know more cartoony, more kid-like. See, that's I, not what the comics were for. See, I, I don't think that's going to happen for two reasons. Why? Okay. Okay. First off, Disney has proven that they can keep their hands off of things that would be considered sort of un-Disney-like. Okay. No, no, no. And Disney has also proven that they can put their hands in the metal and shit they had no business and ruin them. Animes come to mind. Like what? Like what? What anime? A lot of the Miyazaki movies, some of the translations were horrific. If you go back and watch the originals, there are a world of difference. Two, the licensing fees, they've blocked other companies from bringing out specific animes. They've tried to get their, their hands in the market. So far, Studio Ghibli is the only one they've gotten themselves in on. But they have meddled with a lot of people's ability to bring those over. I have a real problem with them getting into markets and genres that they didn't develop originally. Mm. Okay. Now, you've brought up, we were talking about this off the air yesterday. Yes. And you said, you know, things like, I'm sorry, not to interrupt your point. No, Go ahead. Okay. You were, were going to say. The point that I was going to make, the first point, is the fact that they have proven that they can take their hands off of things. And the point that I was making to you off the Look air. Look how bad was, ESPN is. I don't think ESPN's that bad. Oh, so, oh geez. <laughs> I don't think it's that Who bad. Who are you? Uh, why, are you mad because they took Monday Night Football off of ABC? That's yep. another thing that sucked. You take it off of Prime Dead Network and you put it on cable? Their ratings have never been the same. Working for Disney has made you soft. You're a fan. You're an apologist. <laughs> anyway, what I was going to Go say on. is the point I was going to make was with Miramax specifically. If you look at Miramax's titles from 93 till when the Weinstein brothers spun themselves off in 2007, 2008 or something mm-hmm. like that, a lot of what they brought out was pretty gory and pretty, you know, for example, all the Kevin Smith movies. Every single yeah, Kevin how well Smith those movie. Done? Go every on. single Kevin Smith movie. You know, they're dropping F-bombs and all that kind of crazy stuff. And that was Disney. Bring up gays, through, things are gay. Through Miramax. You know, I saw this. Xavier Hawk bring this up from Penny Arcade. And we're going to bring this up right now for, so Highlander can see it. Yes, they and also own Hollywood Records as well. This is what I'm talking about right here. Atreyu. Atreyu is a Disney band, and they're a heavy metal band. Miley Cyrus. Yes. Enough said. They owe a lot for that. See, that's, that's, that's the other point I'm getting at, is because Disney primarily is known for girl stuff, like Miley Cyrus and right. all that kind of stuff. And so I understand, yes. By, by buying Marvel Entertainment, they get to tap into a boy sector, and it makes sense for them not to touch it because they're, they're buying a proven product that already is appealing to that segment of the audience. But there's all, a problem. All they're interested in is the money. They want to bring in the money. I, now, here's, you're overlooking something. There's a problem with this, all right? First, I want you to read this comic that's on Penny Arcade. www.penny/arcade.com. Uh-huh. Go and see the comic of the day. And it has Beast from the X-Men and Beast from Beast uh, Beauty and the Beast. And it pretty much and, and they kind of I won't say they echo exactly what I said. Um, I, they kind of just kind of gloss over it. But the comic I think pretty much illustrates my point, literally illustrates it. Read it. 
Did you read it all? Yes. It's a three panel. Yes, and they're, making, they're telling Beast from X-Men to get lost. They've already got a Beast. Here's my problem. When you talk about Miley Cyrus, the Jonas Brothers, um, the different movies they bring out, you said they market to girls, and you're right. Yes. They market to girls, they market to tweens. Now, more importantly, they can market. That's, that's the big thing. They know how to market. Fine. I, and you're right. Yeah. They do. But you're kind of digging yourself your, you know, your grave here by my point. They market to girls. They right. market to tweens. Yes. Comic books, by and large, especially the comic book movies that we've seen, like Spider-Man, like Iron Man, especially, and movies of that nature, you know, Wolverine's origins, are not movies that boys will go see. Teens and older adults, yes. Mm-hmm. In order for it to market to boys, yes. to kids, yes, you're going to have to take those Marvel comics, you're going to have to make the women less endowed, you're going to have to take all the way the violence, the swearing, some of the more complicated plot lines. My point is, and this, they are going to wussify, they're going to make it more childlike, to market it to those kids. See, I don't... I'm, more I, Shrek-like. I just don't think so. I, I just don't see it happening. But, okay, then, then how can I mean, you... Then how when you it? look at a movie like, like, like the three parts of the Caribbean movies, whether you liked them or not... Okay. They Children weren't, aren't going to see those movies. Right, but those movies, especially the third one, which is rated PG-13, they weren't primarily trying to market to children with that. They were trying to appeal to a but broad audience. But that's exactly, audience. but but when, but the examples you brought up, like the Miles Cyrus and their shows, the Jones right. Brothers and their shows, the entire Disney lineup, yeah. are specifically marketed to kids. If the idea is that you got Marvel Comics specifically to market to children... Now, see, I, I don't think they... Specifically to market to children. Okay. I think it's more specifically to market to a larger target audience that they're not reaching. And be right it now, children, be it twenty somethings, be it whatever. Right now, they're not reaching tweens and and uh, younger. Well, Disney and is boys. reading. Disney is, to my opinion, reaching tweens big time. Girl tweens, yes. Nobody yes. look. Most boys don't give a damn about Miles Cyrus. Don't give a damn about Jonas Brothers or or Selena Gomez. And trust me, I've got a nine year old daughter. I watch all this crap sure. on a daily basis. I want to mm-hmm. shoot myself. And take but, Disney with but me. But Disney is attempting to reach out to boys, too, with their Disney XD channel. Have you seen that one? Yeah, no. Okay. Because we don't have it on our cable network. Gotcha, I, I've gotcha. heard about okay. it, and they yeah. they can go piss up a rope because they took Darkwing Duck off their lineup because they did that. I read that they had taken Darkwing Duck and DuckTales off that so they can put on whatever XD bullshit they've got. But uh, fine. They're still, that's nice. Right. Okay. My point still goes back to the original. Yes, it's going to open up their their horizons for marketing to teens and older. Okay. Because you're going to have the next Iron Man 2, Thor, the Avengers, and all the rest coming down the pipeline. Sure. The next Spider-Man, because there's going to be a 4 and 5. Mm-hmm. Fine. You're still going to miss that key demographic, that huge one that they're not getting to now. Back in the day, you and I would come home from school, and the, we'd click on, and what would we have? DuckTales, Gummy Bears, uh, Darkwing Duck, Tailspin. Sure. You know, the entire lineup, the after-school lineup. Those marketed to both boys and girls. There was enough action and evil doing and killing and slaying and fighting. Well, are you not killing? But you get it. I get it. It was cartoony. Yes. I'm thinking Teen Titans here. That's what I'm seeing. Okay. That's what I, where this is going for me. Okay. And that's what I don't want to see is Teen Titan bullshit. All these comics, again, wussified, made it you know dumbed down for kids. Uh, well, I mean, until I see it not done. Look at I, like some of the. I mean, so how how would you say like the. The current ad, the the current. I shouldn't say current because some of them are current, but some of them aren't. The the classic or animated features like like X Men or Spider Man. X Men animated. Yeah, like the animated series or Spider Man the animated series. Would Still, you say those were targeted more toward kids or? 
I would say they were, were they targeted. targeted. I mean, they were Saturday morning cartoons, so right. obviously they were marketed. And that was that was pre Disney, obviously. That's right. And right. They, if you look at those shows right now; they were very violent. They had some pretty colorful language, even for, I mean, for that time. You're not. I, I don't think you're going to. I mean, look at Teen Titans now. That's my point. Mm-hmm. You're, that's what what you're comparing now. The X Men that they have, the animated show they have now, sucks compared to when they had when we were kids. Sure. And, and that's why. That's that's my point. There's a disconnect between what they were doing and what I'm afraid they are going to continue to do. Like the Teen Titans. Like the... Uh, well, I mean, look at the animated, uh, the Batman animated series. The Batman? I, I don't particularly like the, the drawing style of, of the Batman. Okay, the, whether you like it or not, it was very popular. Yeah, it was very popular. Yes. A lot of violence. Killing. Blood. You're not going to see that in a, in a, a Disney cartoon. They take away all of that. The, I mean, that show was exceptionally popular. There's a reason why they brought all those voices back to do our Batman Arkham Asylum. I, okay, that's now, DC are, Comics, I understand that, but my point right, is the I same. I understand what you're saying, but are, so you're saying that Disney can't come up with the dark? I don't think they of. will. You had Darkwing Duck, who was based on The Shadow. It doesn't get much more darker than that, and they still made it into a... I mean, well, how, how do you explain a show like, like Gargoyles, then, for instance, which was very dark for Disney? Have you ever and seen where, it? And it lasted, what? Three years. Three years. Which was the same as Batman. And the they took it series. off of at least in the Cleveland area. They took it after the... Uh, the Wiseman makes the cars. Thank you, Mecca. Yeah, but it was distributed by Disney. It was, a, Dis- it was a Disney product. The same as anything else. Even so, at least in the Cleveland market, they yanked it off of, of the afternoon cartoon circuit and the, morning, the Saturday morning cars. In a lot of markets, they yanked it off because of that very reason. It only lasted, okay, three seasons. There was never any movie, and some people liked it. A lot of people didn't. And how many other shows like that have they done? None that I can think of. The only ones that come to mind are the campy, cartoony, Phineas and Ferb crap we have now. Mm-hmm. All right, so now you get in the Wolverines, the Batmans, the Incredible... Can right. you imagine Disney producing the Incredible Hulk? It's it's on Disney XD now. No, because they just bought it. No, it's it's been on before. The, the Iron movies, Man show. The movies, the Incredible Hulk? No, I'm talking about the animated series that are out now. The Iron Man animated series, okay, the Hulk again, animated and those, series. And I've, yeah, those, and I've seen those. Those are not... Again, those have been dumbed down. They're not... And this is another concern I have, is the actual comics. The comics you read are obviously much more graphic than what they put on TV. Okay? I would agree, yeah. Because mm-hmm. because comics deals with a certain percentage, whereas television, anybody can watch it. In. They right. try to make it appeal to you a You can control more, more as to who's buying comics. Right. My other concern is that they're going to take those comics and the same thing, they're going to dumb them down so that anybody can buy them, that parents aren't going to be concerned that the child is buying something that's got profanity in it, that has blood in it, that has some kind of graphic violence. See, I, I, I just don't see that. I just don't see it happen because parents need to do that job now anyway, right? Xavier Hawks says production doesn't matter, though. Disney is banning you know, episodes for gunplay. Uh, there you go. In IRC right now, if you want to join us, folks, you may do so. It's irc.mmyrc.com. There's a debate going amongst well, I would people. I would disagree that production doesn't matter because Disney farms out a lot of things to different companies to you know make and things like that. I think most of them if do. If we're talking about, you know, if we're talking about, like, something that that Disney makes, I mean, that pretty much they're confined to the, the huge movie that comes out about every year or two and one or two shows. But as far as like other things, they farm it out to different studios in Korea, in Japan. But Thursday says that would be stupid marketing by Disney. We've already covered the fact that they're not stupid at marketing. No, Disney is not stupid at marketing. Uh, but I, I don't think 
from Disney's standpoint, I don't think it is going to be stupid marketing. I think from Disney's standpoint, they're going to do something very similar to what, what Blizzard did with World of Warcraft, that they're going to try and generate and create a whole new fan base. In other words, we want you to become fans of our new animated shows, the new movies we're producing. Ignore all the crap from before. We want you to become fans of this version of it. Now, a person, a kid who's eight years old, nine years old, probably isn't going to be aware of all the history and all that that comes with, say, Spider-Man. They're mm-hmm. only going to be aware of what they see now. They're only, their entire life is based on the experiences that they have. All right? I'm more concerned for fans like us. All right? And adults buy a lot of comic books, same as kids. Once you're a comic book fan, you pretty much stick with it. Sure. All right? Unless they're going to produce two different kinds or they're going to keep their hands off altogether, I just, I'm worried about the product being ruined for those of us who aren't a tween or younger. Now, nothing says I have to watch their Saturday afternoon... Well, they don't even have those anymore. I, nothing says I have to watch the animated cartoon of whatever comic book hero I like. Right. All right? And to me, it won't be ruined. A lot of people are going to. I, I don't want the canon being fucked with. I don't want the characters, the history, everything being put together. I don't want everything being rewritten and retconned. I, I don't think... Well, they retconned anyway nowadays, but I, I don't think they'll do that simply because they paid so much money for that. They, they paid Marvel... So that Marvel can do what Marvel does. Fine, but they also yeah they paid four billion dollars for the exact same reason you said at the start of this whole discussion, so that they can get to a key demographic they don't currently market to now. True. Boys. Yes. Not men. Boys. Right. There you go. You can't market it to boys in its current form. But You're boys ha- buy it already. Okay, you know what? Some boys go out and buy. I mean, thought of too. How many do you think are buying it? Can you sit there Not right now and tell me the percentage of? Who buys what of a of any comic book? I know I can't. I can't tell you if, if I can you buy, you there's buy the a lot Spider-Man, less people buying how many it okay. like fifteen, I, I eighteen, eighteen. There's a lot more parents looking over shoulders that prevent their child from buying a comic book they know is violent or has some kind of, of graphic nature, as to those who slip by and buy because the parents don't care. And whereas if Disney goes ahead and makes it much more cartoony, much more campy, the parents aren't going to care. Anybody can go ahead and buy it. They're not going to bother keeping an eye on it because they know, oh, it's Disney. What the hell do we care? But then no one will buy it. I'm sure there'll be tons of people that buy it. That's what they. That that now you now that's when the Disney marketing campaign comes into. We've taken all your favorite comic book characters. We've taken the worst parts out of it. The fun is still there. The storylines are still intriguing and all that. It's just not as bloody. See, no, it's not as profane. I I don't think they would do that because Mar you know Marvel does what Marvel does, and that's what Disney bought. They bought what Marvel does. Grim brings up another point. They retconned the marriage of Peter Parker and Mary J because apparently Spider Man was only marketable if he's single. Yeah, but Marvel did that. Uh, my point, yes, Marvel most, did it. Most comic books have been retconned more at than some once. point. More than that's once. right. So the precedent is there. What's to stop this from doing the same? From and taking and making it much worse. Most people today, if you ask, don't particularly like when something gets retconned, uh, regardless if it's Warcraft or comics or anything. Once you have an established storyline that people have invested time and interest into, they don't like that being screwed with. You're you're basically changing history. Uh, just like Thursday says, blood, beer, and boobs. There you go. Right, but I... You I, can't have any of that if you're marketing to kids. I don't see Disney changing it. I just don't. Oh, here we go. Uh, wow, Davlin is Johnny on the spot. He's got stats for us. Superhero comic These reader stats. These figures date from 1995. Well, I suppose it's better than nothing. 92% of DC readers were male. 80% of them were ages 18 to 39. With a median age of almost 29. So over 70% intended college. Just over 60% were single. 
37% spend $100 or more in comics in a month. See, there you go. So the majority of people who are going to be buying this shit are people that are older. Right. Now, if they're deliberately, if, if they are doing exactly like you said, their business plan is to market to tweens and kids, now, then they're going to have to change it because, uh, granted, now keep in mind, this, these numbers are 10 years right. old. But, but you could make the argument that what I'm saying is that their marketing to boys is incorrect. Perhaps that's the market that they're trying to reach, which you know and I know that Disney does not reach that market whatsoever. Right, and and you know what, and that could be. Yeah, and we're going off. It's speculation at this point. We're yeah. going. I mean, and I we're believe they have said on as much. Speculations. I, I believe they said as much though as that that's the market they're trying to get into. Right now, they may not have been as specific as boys versus adults. Right, but and you know what, and it, it does make this. Entire I think conversation I think it would irrelevant. be easy just to say males. How about that? No, because it, it's the same thing with girls. Well, you know what? Teenage girls and older don't care about Miley Cyrus. No, but their daughters do. As, as they get I older... I hope there's not a whole lot of teenagers the, with daughters that <laughs> like but, us. But as the point is, as they get older, they turn into mothers who then instill that into their daughters, and the cycle repeats. It's all going to depend on, I guess, which way they're, they're planning on marketing it. I believe that your original idea is true, that they are going to try and go after children, essentially, because you're right. They have nothing, nothing that you would go to. Even the next, the new Disney movie coming out is a princess movie again. When was the last good, you know, boys movie that Disney made? Robin Hood. Disney, or would you count Pixar Disney. with that as well, or just Disney? Uh, because I, with, with Pixar, with Pixar to, then goes then, to everybody. Then I, I would count The Incredibles. Uh, I don't. Okay, you know what? Let's take The Incredibles as a good example. Okay. Would you be satisfied as a current fan of comic book heroes if they made, Ark took, say, the X-Men and made them The Incredibles? And that same format, same style, the campy humor, that kind of thing. But it's, it's a totally different thing. You're, you're, to me, you're comparing apples and oranges. You're comparing Why? different superheroes to different superheroes. I'm talking about this format. If they take something I mean, like The Incredibles some, and some plug comics, in The X-Men instead. Some comics are lighter than others. Not, not all comics are, are Batman and Sin City. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You know, some comics are a bit lighter in tone. The Fantastic than, Four, you know. the X-Men. Okay. Those are marketable, big name. Those are comics, some of their premier franchises. If Let's say they give it to Pixar to make a movie like The Incredibles. Just take out The Incredibles and plug in the X-Men. Are you going to go watch that movie? Is that something you're going to be satisfied with? Based on what they've done before? I would go see the movie based on what Pixar has done. If I now, we'll find out ma- because okay. because right. Pixar is actually making they're they're making John Carter of Mars, which is a very old comic from like Jesus, the twenties, like thirties. Yeah. That's like Buck Rogers type. Yes, they're in the they're in the middle of making that right now. Well, they're bringing out Astro Boy. Mm. That's what early. 60s. But based on based on Pixar's track record of creating stories and memorable characters, I would go see that movie. Sure. See, I don't. I don't. I would go see The Incredibles. Too. I would have I would to not see, see it. And then and then yeah. comment. I can't comment on something that hasn't been made. I, I would tell you that if it's going to the premises I, I, I just said, using the current existing franchises and plugging them into a movie like The Incredibles, where mm. it's again cartoony, campy, you know, some right. bits of funny. But parts. understand they, they did that on purpose. I, I understand. An X Men movie they might look at it in so a different light. So what semi serious movie has Pixar made? Serious movies or Disney, something like that—that's going to be more true to the canon. They have—they've got no experience in that whatsoever. In so, what? In sticking to canon, or I don't. Making uh, okay, if Disney has no experience making a movie that would stick to the canon, 
that would require them to stick to the canon like these other books, other comics do. Like if they wanted to make an X Men movie themselves, they've never done anything like that before. Now you said that if they keep their hands off of, off of Marvel, that's fine. If they're just going to give them a free hand, all they're buying are the name. Go ahead and do whatever the hell you want. Right. That's, that's what, what this I think entire thing to breaks and comes down to. Is can they keep their hands off of it? ESPN was a, was a fine organization. Was very good in my opinion, until Disney got their hands on it. Then everything's on ABC. They move stuff off of, off of ESPN. They move stuff off of the Premier Network, Primetime Network, which was, which was ABC. They brought in a, a great many different um, personalities, and the formats changed. If you look at pre- and post-Disney uh, ownership of ESPN, it's night and day, and it sucks. And it, it, to me, it's more uh, casual-friendly as supports more to more... Sp- Sports fan oriented, they're trying to pull the casual fan into flash and dash, quick sound bites, and thirty second little things, as opposed to catering to the sports fan that used to watch it. Again, I'm speaking from, and I say this with the comic books, I'm speaking from the position of a fan, right. not a casual. Right. Now, from my perspective, if you look at what Disney's done with Pixar when they bought them, Pixar's movies haven't gone down in quality; they've continually stayed at a very high level. But none of them have been, and that's that was kind of my point, as far as a storyline, a feel goes. All of them have been marketed as family movies. X-Men, Iron Man, Incredible Hulk are not going to be family movies. They're not the one you're going to take your nine-year-old son to see or your eight-year-old son to see. And that was what I'm getting to is you can't have it both ways. You can't have your cake and eat it too. See, I... I well, we'll when see. You look at, yeah, like I said, if, if like I don't know that I would take my eight-year-old daughter or son to have seen Pirates 3. That was a pretty violent movie. But that was never marketed to kids either. That was, I mean... Right, and to the extent that we've seen based on those numbers, neither is Marvel. Yeah, but you said yourself that kids go and buy these comic books all the time. Right, and they do. some do. We did. Yeah. But uh, up until my parents found out what I was reading, and then Batman went away until right. I was older. So that's what it comes down to. I, I mean, wouldn't have taken it. I thought Pirates 3 was fine. I didn't think it, was, it actually won an Academy Award for uh, special effects. I thought I it was okay. Correctly. Special effects-wise, I thought it was amazing. But I, I wouldn't have made two sequels to it. Because obviously the first one was obviously a standalone. And then yeah. when it blew up, they were like, oh, it's supposed to be a trilogy. But two whatever. and three were okay. And they're making a fourth. They've got it signed on. Everybody signed they're on They're trying to, to yeah. yeah. We'll see what happens. So I, not that I really want to make this into a... Uh, uh, it's not just movies, folks. It also affects the games. That's, that's kind of why... And there is a bit of a crossover here. That's why I wanted to bring and it up. And also theme park attractions. You have to consider that as well. How so? Um, if you I, go to, big, you're a big theme park enthusiast. If you I'm go not, to Universal like Orlando, Orlando, Universal is obviously the Pepsi to Disney's Coke. Okay. They have two theme parks in Universal Orlando, Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure. One of the Islands of Adventure Universal is called Marvel Superhero Island. They have a Spider-Man ride, a Hulk ride, a Storm ride, a Doctor Doom ride. Huh. You didn't I did know, not that? know that? No. Again, I just said wow. I'm not a I'm not a big enthusiast. That's 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 the I big issue like right now. Disney in general. <laughs> I've always seen them as the evil empire when it comes to cartoons and things of that nature. I, I don't care for them. Sure. The only amusement park I, I like is Cedar Point. Right. Kings Island, eh. Cedar Point, the roller coaster, that that to me is a thing. So Oh Christ. But with that they're targeting different audiences, similar to Now what happens to all the movies that are under that are you mean like uh, Iron Man 2 and Spider-Man yeah, 4 and all that? Yeah, they have the that? rights that are owned by Fox and they, As far as I've read, Disney has to honor those contracts. Right, so, so after they're, they're, them... They're not going to come out as Disney pictures. They'll come out as Columbia and Paramount and all that. Which is going to suck for them because some of the best sequels coming up, the big money generators are going to be... 
are the sequel are the ones that are already signed out with other companies. Right. So And that's partially why Marvel did this is because from what I had read, Marvel didn't have the money because Marvel was financing all these movies on their own. But they're making trash loads of money. That's that's one thing I couldn't understand is you've got all these success Spider-Man had made a killing. Incredible Hulk made a killing. Iron Man was a surprise well, smash hit. Incredible Hulk actually didn't make a killing. It made I thought it, it did pretty well, the first one it, anyways. It, it made a lot of it money, Norton, but it dude. cost a lot of money. It, it's like Patrick Ewing. We cost, make a lot of money, but we spend a lot of money. It like cost like $160 million and it made $180 million. In box office, DVDs? All In told? everything, $180 okay. million. So you've, you made a $20 million profit, which is great, but, you know. Now something like Iron Man, where it costs like 150 million and it made like 350 million, then absolutely. But things like that are roll of the dice because now you're you're starting to delve into the, like the second tier of Marvel characters. X Men like made a shitload of money. X Men did make a shitload of money. My, uh, my point still is, their successes are big enough. They should, even their failures are at least making back the money. Their successes are through the roof of successes. Where did the money go? And Mar- this is not the first time Marvel Comics been in, in financial trouble. They, right. They've been there a couple times. I right. get that. DC is the same way. Dark Horse had their problems, etc. Thursday saying it's because Hulk one was received as terrible. Hulk two, uh, you know, I how did I the thought, Hulk? How did what? I thought Hulk two did pretty well. I mean, Edward Norton. No, no, Hulk, really Hulk, brought Hulk it up. two did great, but the problem was it it cost that much money, and it then it made that much back. Money. It didn't gotcha, make gotcha. enough back. Although Edward Norton is reprising his role in Iron Man two and the Avengers. As the Incredible Hulk? As the Incredible Hulk, yeah. It's it's if you go on IMDB you'll see Edward Norton listed as Bruce Banner. Alright, so that's in Iron Edward Man Norton 2. and we know that um, Robert Downey Jr. has confirmed for Iron Man two, three, and, and the, the Avengers, Avengers movie. And, and so has Samuel Jackson. Jackson who yeah. I can't I can't stand that guy. That well, you have work. to understand that the reason they cast him is because Marvel specifically made the ultimate Nick Fury, the in the ultimate line. As Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, I, I know. It, so it that's the reason why they cast him. Kind of like Hellboy was made specifically. I mean, the way they had it just for... Whose name now escapes me. Who played Hellboy? Ron Perlman. Thank you. Hellboy was out long before. I, I know that. The way they made the movie, they had it... Uh, right, but I'm talking about in the comic, in, okay, in the, in the ultimate you. line. When, when they drew Nick Fury in the comic, they made him look like Samuel L. Jackson. Complete offshoot. I loved Hellboy. The movies. I really liked them. I thought they were okay. They were kind of different, kind of weird. It was more smart ass. I could, that's I I could take it or leave it. If I, I like went, them. I liked it. If I didn't see it, I wasn't that upset about it. Are they making a third? No. The really it it took everything they could do to get a second one made because the first one actually didn't make its money back. Huh. I know they were both well reviewed. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we've got about 15 minutes to go. I still have my rantathon yet, so we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to grab a drink, and we'll be back here with 15 minutes left to go on the Emperor's Court here on World of Warcraft Radio. Hey there, loser. Why so sad? Let me guess. You've just been shot down again, and you still don't have a car. Well, there's an easy answer for you. Lower your standards and come on down to Fat Chicks and a Moped Incorporated. At FCM, we'll get you a woman to call your own and supply you with transportation for two. Sure, it's still humiliating, but it's not like you were going to do any better, so don't bitch. That's Fat Chicks and Moped Incorporated. Great things to ride until your friends see you. When an irresistible force such as you meets an old 
immovable object like me You can bet as sure as you live Something's gotta give, something's gotta give, something's gotta give smile such as yours warms an old implacable heart such as mine don't say no because I insist somewhere somehow someone's gonna be kissed so on guard who knows what the fates Have in store from their vast mysterious sky. I'll try hard ignoring those lips I adore. But how long can anyone try? Fight, 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 fight it with all of our might. Chances are some heavenly star spangled night you find out as sure as we live something really got to Ladies, are you tired of getting peed on by your peon? Want to make your grunt grunt and pleasure? Then you need Musk of the Horde, a new perfume by Klein Calvin. Simply add a touch to your battle axe to get his attention. Ooh, be so horny. Add some to your neck to excite him. Mmm! And bathe in it to take him to the peak of ecstasy. We're about to climax! Get Musk of the Horde in Nordstrom's of Agrimar. That's what you are Unforgettable Though near or far Like a song of love That clings to me How the thought of you does things to me Never before Has someone been more Unforgettable In every way And forevermore That's how you'll stay That's why, darling, it's incredible That someone so unforgettable Thinks that I am unforgettable too 
Warning, this show is for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Parental discretion is advised. Sports Empire with the Emperor on World of Warcraft Radio. There, I said it. Now take out the garbage. All right, folks, before you jump down my throat, yeah, this is not the Esports Empire. This is the Emperor's Court. I don't have any of my old Emperor's Court intros from break since that show aired four years ago. I don't have any of them left. I'm surprised I had any of my the original intro stuff. So... I, you know, there you go. You yes, suck. yeah. Do I have anything here? Click my frozen metal ass. Uh, there's that one. But you know what? You people will still love me, you know, because... There! This'll teach those filthy bastards who's lovable. That's right. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, we ran out of time. It's almost 10 or 11 o'clock here. We want to do story time here. We've got... Hell, a lot of stories we can go over. You'll have to come back, Highlander, now that you're in the Cleveland area. That shouldn't be too hard to arrange. Yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd love to come back and shit, shit the chat, so to speak. There you go. I think I think this action went very well. I, I'm Next time we'll have to announce that we're doing it live more than a, less than a day in advance. Well, we'll pick a weekend, maybe like a Saturday night. We'll bring back the Saturday night show. We'll do that. Or maybe we'll hijack uh, Butt Rape. There's lore on, what, 11 a.m., noon? I don't think I'm awake on a Saturday at noon. I wake up at the crack of dawn as it is every day. That's when I sleep in. Looks like they're waiting for you to rant. Oh, the do rant-a-thon. You, yeah, rant. the rants. You know, I'm going to write myself a note. i got to have Miriam record me. A, I, have, I have this this cool idea for a, a little segment, for the or a little soundbite. And it's like an air raid siren, and we'll have Mystic Mim come on, like, this is a warning, the rant is about to take place, this is not a drill, run for cover! That'd with the awesome. air raid siren, and we'll do that for my rant-a-thon, because it gets pretty loud, and I slam the desk and shit like Do that. you really? Yes. Uh, <laughs> what m- makes you so mad? It's just games, dude. Shut up. Mecca, back <laughs> me up on this. It wasn't not a running joke at the clan that I would slam my desk, usually when we were raiding something in World of Warcraft. He, Mechawk's in the clan channel, so... I'm an abusive husband. Yeah, I was pretty pretty mean on this desk. At any rate, here's tonight's Ranathon. I had a couple things I wanted to get to, but before we went on the air, We Hackers, I'm not going to go out the We Hackers again. That's That was old news. That's from last week. I'm still, Although I'm still pissed about that. But before we went on the air, uh, Highlander told me that there is a Twilight convention. Yes, there is. Tell me 
what is uh, people actually going to convention about the movie Twilight? The yes, box. it's what it's what you think. It's um, if I think it's Twicon. So if, if you're already on the internet Twi-Con. now, so so Google Twicon. It's it's in Dallas, Texas. I think there might be a hyphen thrown in the there. The home sure. of id software. Um, and what it is is it's it's like a convention, but for Twilight fans. These You've people. Be shitting me. Twicon. Twicon 2009. No, yes. Twicon.org. Oh, no it already hyphen. happened. It just happened. Oh, it just happened? Oh, right, July 3rd to August, whatever the hell it is. So what it is is all the Twi fans come and they show up and they all look like they haven't seen the sun in 20 years. Uh, they got a lot of the actors to show up. Some of them declined to show up. Yeah, I, I thought wonder was funny. why. But a lot of them showed up and I don't, I guess you all watched the movie and talk, I'm, yeah, I, don't, I don't know how you could have a convention on it. Twilight Regrets to announce that Ashley Green has pulled out of her appearance with us. And, who the hell is Ashley Green? She was one of, I don't even, I think she was one of the evil vampires or something. I'm scared know. that you know this. Well, it says on there. I've got, okay, it right. It does. Because you wouldn't know it any other <laughs> it way, right? It says what her character was. I, I tell you what, I had to put up with this nonsense Usually on a weekly basis. And the reason why is because Mystic Mim and her two nieces, her her teenage nieces, are big Twilight fans. And Twilight to me has done more to ruin the vampire genre than any other uh, since they friggin' raped Dracula. It is disgusting to me that all you teeny bopper assholes out there get up, get in front. They're like, oh, oh, he doesn't. If they can go outside in the sun, they sparkle. No, they don't. Vampires die in the sunlight. They don't sparkle. You're not some cool hot teenage heartthrob because you sparkle in the damn sunlight. All it makes you is, I tell you what happens if you sparkle, it's because you're a flamer. That's what that means. And I'm tired of, of all these teenage, you know, it's not even teenage, but somebody in their 20s who light up now they have a convention to go here to glorify this, this bullshit that's ruined the fantasy genre. I mean, think about all the cool dra- all the cool vampire stuff we've gone through. And don't get me wrong, I'm not a big horror flick guy. I'm not a big, you know, I'm not, hell, I'm not even that big a vampire guy. But I think of things like Dracula. You think of things like, you know, Underworld or Vampire Hunter D or Helsing. You know, the movie Hels- Van Helsing. I mean, those were kick-ass vampire movies. Those were great. Nosferatu and the rest. And I think about it, I'm like, oh, because people growing up today will not have experienced all these great, you know, storylines. And Bram Stoker's a nice Irish guy, by the way. You know, the original Dracula and all the lore behind that and the fantasy in the genre. No. Instead, they're going to have some, you know, what is it, some 5,000-year-old guy goes to a teenage high school. Tell me that's not pedophilia right there. He's not a heartthrob. He's a sex offender. That's what it comes down to, folks. That's what he is. He's some, like, three or 4,000-year-old weirdo. He's a sicko going to a school who's hitting on chicks. Now, I'm not saying that I wouldn't necessarily do it. What about Interview with a Vampire? That's one. Okay, Mechahawks bring it up. Trinity Blows Good. Castlevania. All these were great vampire-type games or enemies or movies. All of it is ruined by Twilight. That's, that's horrible. Oh, see, I'm, I'm not going to pound the desk. Not for Twilight. But And I'm also tired about hearing that the guy who played you know, the lead role of whatever the hell he is. The guy who plays the vampire. Oh, you're so... He looks great. No, he looks like the guy who played Lurch as a kid. Look at him sometime. Take a look at him and think he doesn't look like any monster. <laughs> I, no, seriously. Next time you watch the monsters and you, you compare them, what this little shit looks like now versus what he's going to look like when he's like in 30 or 40s. It's going to be the same thing. You know who that was, right? What? He he was Cedric Diggory in the Harry Potter movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah the I, one with the, gobl- Robert the gob- Pattinson, Goblet yes. of Fire. That was it. Thank you. That was it. Oh, it's just... 
And it's it, it, they make it to this romantic thing. It's like, no, that's not romance. You're eating people. You're sucking blood. Yeah, maybe you want to, you know, get some tail. That's fine. I get it. Vampires hate werewolves. There's supposed to be a war. Instead, you know, they don't have a rumble in the, you know, on the playground. It's just their rivals for her affections. Bullshit! Pull some knives, start hacking each other. Werewolves and vampires don't like each other. They're supposed to have a war. Oh. They've taken some of the coolest things in fantasy and made it into a friggin' soap opera on Saturday and friggin' weekday afternoons. And I've got to hear about it. And Mystic Nim's going all the way out to Chicago with her nieces for whatever the, the what is it, Second Moon or Blood Moon or whatever the sequel coming out, Dark Side of the Moon. They're going to go see it in Chicago the opening night. What the fuck? Why, why are they why? going to Chicago? Because her nieces are going to college in Chicago. She's going out there. Oh, okay. Freaking get on the digit. I, oh. It's not even a well-written book. Four books. It's kind of like, I know, it's a series. And There's ironically enough, coming. the woman who writes it, she's Mormon. That's weird. You didn't know that? that no, I didn't. She's, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I'm going to look at this stuff to find out what they're... New Moon. Umamore, uh, you're you're a freak that you know that. Okay, Umamore right now is a closet twink. We're going to... Uh, Twilight fan. I'm going to call them twinks. Twinks? Why not? I think that's actually what they're called. Could be wrong. Uh, it would not surprise me in the least. Friggin' weirdos. We're going to cosplay as a vampire? What do you do? Dress up as a teenage kid? I sparkle! What do you do? Bathe yourself in glitter? Whoa. Yeah, that's what you do. Oh, there you go. Boy, I'm going to cosplay by bathing myself in, in glitter and going outside. I sparkle! We'll get a, a t-shirt vampire. with a Twinkie with a cape on it with fangs. There you and go. Then, and then underneath it'll say, I sparkle. Oh, shit. Umamore is a Twilight, New Moon, Eclipse, and Breaking Dawn. Uh, somebody ban Umamore from the channel, please. Seriously? That's just wrong that he knows all that. He's probably read them all. Ah, oh, just... I'm not going to read that, Mecca. That's... <laughs> I get enough trouble as it is. I'm a homophobe. I'm a racist. I'm an RA sympathizer. I'm an IRA operative. Now that... You're yeah, an IRA operative? Some guy... I, I, we had one week where some guys wrote me this very long email. I actually wrote it over the air, or read it over the air, that... I was a, a Republican Irishman IRA sympathizer because I played I, I play Irish music in my pregame. Some of it is Irish rebel music. Oh, well, you're two out of three. You're a Republican and an Irish. No, no, Irish Republican. There's oh, a I, oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. In Ireland, there's Unionists and Republicans. If right. you're a Unionist, you want to stay with the English because England, you're, yeah. you know, gay. Because you're Protestant. Yeah, right, as opposed to if you're a Republican, you want a unified Ireland. 26, you know, plus 6 equals 1. So... I, they claimed that I was a sympathizer and that I was spewing uh, anti-British stuff over the airwaves, which is true, but it's because I don't like the British, not because I, you know, well, I guess I, I don't like the British either. I don't want to kill you, I just don't like you. Which is weird because the owner of the station is British. So, hmm. you know. And then the next week I had somebody uh, send me an email that was very long and elaborate. I didn't even bother reading it over the air because it was an obvious troll. Obvious troll is obvious saying that I was actually an operative and that I was trying to, you know, spread the word about the freedom of IRA. I don't really think the IRA's around anymore. It has been for like a decade. I was a big what to do. You'd have to go and download my old podcast. Actually, that was on the Esports Empire. Speaking of which, coming up is the Esports Empire on Friday nights, 9 to 11 Eastern, 
this week, I believe we have tentatively scheduled doing Warcraft 3. If not, we can always do Team Fortress 2. Um, I don't think we have the players this week for Empire Total War, or we do that. So right now, the plan is to do it Warcraft 3. That's Friday, 9-11, right here at W3.com, World of Warcraft Radio. Don't forget, folks, to check out all our other... Okay, why am I doing this now? H- hang on, hang on, hang on. I always forget this part of it. And... All right, there we go. Bonus points, you can tell me what this is from. Oh, you're not going to be able to read it. Cause I... <laughs> oh, okay. He's trying it... to read the song. What's it's the that the soundtrack themes, Fat Albert? No, the song playing right now, you dick. What, oh, you know, well, you turned it down. i got to listen to it now. Hold on. Oh, hang Hold on. on, I can ramp it up. Yeah, play it. Hold on. Play it a louder on our end, because I don't want to blast out everybody's ears at home. Okay, anyway. Uh, someone, yeah, someone gave it away. Yeah, it is. Aww. Turtles the time. Dablin, you suck. Crispin, you suck. And the rest is. The IRC rats are... I was going to guess one of the double dragons. You know, the best NES game ever is Chrono Trigger. Thanks for playing. I hated Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger's amazing. You can't even hold a candle to Final Fantasy. It was like... Amazing story. It was like Final Fantasy's, you know, bitch child of a brother. Nobody liked them. Like stepchild you want to talk about it. Then they, then they made like two sequels like the PlayStation that sucked. Chrono Trigger... No, you're thinking, you're thinking of Chrono Cross. Chrono Cross is weird. Okay. That's from another time. Let, let somebody else cover that. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, well, I want to thank... Well, nobody. Uh, I want to thank Highlander for coming in the studio. Always a pleasure. Great to have you back here. It's been years since you've been back. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be back. I've had a good time. As long as you'll have me, I'll absolutely. Come back. We'll, yeah. Absolutely. You're, you're more than welcome. We'll, go, we'll, here we'll rant about Disney. I have to get you in here when we do an eSports. That way you can do the color commentary, do the play-by-play. I, I mean, you've, you've played the games. It's pretty easy to pick up on. Sure, sure. So you out of practice. Uh, I want to thank Michael Hawk, uh, Devlin, and Death of Decay, as always, for sending in all the... A lot of the music you heard tonight is from Mechawk, actually, but the rest of the articles, stuff unfortunately I didn't get to, but I will get to later. As Gao tells me his love meter has gone down to 90... Is it up or down? Up. Oh, it's up to 98%, Gao. Okay, all right. So I am 3% less homophobic than I was when the show started. Not sure how you came across that, but at any rate... I don't know how you measure that either. I Well, apparently he's got I some think kind the of gay meter that works. Anyways, uh... The Esports Empire on Friday will be Warcraft 3, people are asking me. At any rate, um, the Emperor's Court here is usually a podcast. We did it kind of live tonight, basically, because I got to bring Highlander in, and we did this. Uh, absolutely, we'll bring you back. This, this is a lot of fun. We have to do all this. We haven't do any of the storylines. Story yeah, so we, we can have, have a whole show with just story time. And I've got a, a boatload of articles, new articles, that I haven't even gotten to that kind of got backed up because of everything that happened this week. So look for that. Um, don't forget to check out all of our host of shows on WCRadio.com, uh, World Warcraft Radio, for the moment. So, check them out, except for Button Rape, there's four on Saturdays, nobody gives a damn. You know, tr- folks, uh, tune in, it's, it's at noon. You'll listen to it once and never listen again. So, you know, it's not an advertisement, it's a warning. Alright, folks, uh, we'll play, you know what, we're like a week and a half away, two weeks away from college football season, so we'll go out with the Ohio State Buckeyes. Ladies and gentlemen, bad manners are better than no manners at all. I will see you Friday night from 9 to 11 Eastern for the Esports Empire. So long, everybody.